Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 65 of We Podcast and We Know Things. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me, as never, the best damn RE7 runner in the business, <laughs> Alan Santos. Well, top 10, at least, in the world. I still have it on console, top 10. I've been checking recently. It's gotten a lot more serious, but... Uh, just because I'm top 10 doesn't mean I'm number one in your heart. <laughs> just letting you know that right now. Al- Alan Santos, this is a voice you've, or a name you've heard on the podcast before. Sam and I have talked about him. Uh, this is the gentleman that I went to AGDQ with back in January. Uh, the person that um, I realized at work immediately, he was the only other person at work that uh, was interested in speedrunning. So uh, he and I gravitated towards each other, became friends. We've talked about him a million times, but he is finally joining us on the show. Uh, Sam could not be here tonight. He is under the weather. So it is nice to have Alan here uh, for this week's episode. Alan, just again, a big thank you for coming on the show. Oh, pleasure's all mine. Thank you for having me. It's um, looking forward to uh, seeing what we got to talk about today after last week (laughs) you're gonna have like a huge huge episode as always i mean it's the holiday season it's the fall so of course we're gonna start off in the gaming space we have a a lot of gaming stories to cover we're then gonna move into movies uh tv a couple of uh i'm sorry music stories a toys story um pardon the pun on the film (laughs) and then we're gonna end the night with the preview of wwe survivor series that hits this weekend the biggest issue i have with that unfortunately is it's the same time as eagles cowboys that. So I'm, I'm already very conflicted. I, I just realized that it was the same time as Sunday night. I'm going to be watching it on the computer. I'll be watching Survivor Series on the computer, and I'll be watching uh, the Eagles on TV. So my wife likes wrestling a lot. We watch wrestling every week together three times a week. Oh, that's wonderful. And she uh, she goes, well, I'm going to be watching Survivor Series. I said, that's great, sweetie. Like You can watch it with me on the computer while the Eagles on. She's like, no, I will take the living room. I will be watching Survivor Series with a glass of wine. You can do whatever you want, and I'll text you all the spoilers. It's like, you bastard. What's actually, well, you can actually watch the Eagles game on your computer, believe it or not. I, I'll i just, I'll stick with the opposite. I want the Eagles on the big screen. Fair enough, fair uh, enough. So, again, thank you to everybody for tuning in to episode 65. It wouldn't be an episode if we didn't tell you about the one-stop shop for everything we podcast and we know things, which is wepodcastandweknowthings.com. It has links to our Twitch, which is twitch.tv slash vanillabear35, our YouTube channel, which is at, we, I'm sorry, which is we podcast and we know things. Uh, our Twitter, which is at we pod and we know. Our Instagram, which is at we podcast and we know things. Our Facebook, you can just go ahead and type in we podcast and we know things right into the search bar um but then most importantly we need you to subscribe to the show because that's what keeps the lights on here figuratively and literally uh whether it be podbean stitcher google play itunes whatever your choice is to go ahead and consume the show please hit the follow or subscribe button and help us out there we really appreciate it but i want to give alan a chance to talk about himself yeah we've talked about him on the show i'm sure you've heard his name before um, I, I mentioned them every time I talk about speed running, especially, but we want to give Alan a chance to talk about yourself. So, uh, go ahead. I know you're, you're a Twitch streamer as well. Yes, uh, like me, we'll talk about that. Talk about your YouTube channel. Uh, you know, we'll talk about speed running a little bit. One of the topics on the show tonight is actually going to be speed running as well. So we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later as well. But Alan, what do you, how do you consider yourself a nerd or, you know, talk, talk to us a little bit about yourself. I play a lot of video games. I'm into a lot of video games. Um, also, I'm a big show-off, believe it or not, and I love to entertain people. Um, I do like, I guess, per se, the attention on me. So um, so you could watch me 
on my weekends on what I do. YouTube, Mr. Santos 24. You can watch me live Monday through Thursday, except for tonight. Because uh, <laughs> you're on the show. On, so on Twitch, Mr. Santos 24. You can hear me talk about things on uh, Twitter, on Mr. Santos 24. I, I assume already you guys are seeing a trend there. You could find pictures of me on Mr. Santos 24 on Instagram. So any social media, except Facebook, because I don't have a Facebook page. I'm not that important for that. But every almost every social media aspect, uh, Mr. Santos twenty four. Um, like I said, the YouTube is just my weekend adventures. Um, I do challenges. Just recently, I did the spicy noodle challenge. Nice. The two times, and uh, I thought the YouTubers that did it were faking it. That they, they, they were not. <laughs> <laughs> they were not. And you also did an unboxing of an Xbox One X because this is the man who gave us the Xbox One X for That's last right. week's episode. That's right. I I actually turned it on and played it. It is. Everything I wanted it to be in more. <laughs> Good, I'm glad. Um, that's awesome. Uh, we also have, uh, I mean, I guess long story short, if if you're wondering or where, just just Google Mr. Santos 24. Yeah. You'll find Alan somewhere. What I think our immediate connection was was Twitch. Um, I was just getting into the world. I had no idea how to stream. I had no idea how to do anything on Twitch. And I, I email you, or not even, I think I am you at work. Yeah. And Alan and I worked together. And so uh, I am'd you at work and said, dude, I need to know what mic you use. I need to know what programs to run. What do I have to buy? All this equipment. And then the first night I ever streamed, you and MRC Tech LLC, Sean Carcitti, uh, our resident Star Wars nerd uh, and father to the official baby of We Podcast and We Know Things, came over to my house on a Friday night and stayed till like 11 just to show me how to stream. It was unbelievable. Yeah, I remember just uh, setting up OBS and then finding out <laughs> through Googling that we couldn't <laughs> use... Because uh... I had a stupid Mac. <laughs> It's not stupid. It's just it couldn't support for OBS for uh, with your uh, what is it? Your capture card. My Elgato. Yeah, yeah. I, had to, I had to stream through the Elgato software, and it wasn't pretty. Which wasn't bad though. I mean, you still showed good picture on the thing on 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 the stream, and you got the job done. Hey, you got your you got affiliate faster than I did. I'll tell you that much. I was I had fun doing it. I haven't streamed since like July or August, and I miss it. I miss it a lot. And we um, miss you. I just can't afford a new computer simple as that so until i get that which i am told it won't be till 2019 at minimum um so i'm assuming my streaming career is close to being over um but i made 27 dollars. did you i think 750 of that was from you (laughs) one like if one fifth of what i made on twitch in lifetime was one of your subs and a five dollar donation you made to me i gotta get a i gotta give my free uh twitch amazon (laughs) Appreciate. It. I subbed you right back, man. The first, I think oh. I was your first sub. Yeah, you were. Oh my god, that no. was a fun night. I, I, I seriously wanted to cry when I got that. Just, it's like not even the money aspect, but the fact that someone wanted to, you know, give their money mm-hmm. to you. It's like, hey, I like what you're doing. Keep going, what you're doing, and here's a tip while you're at it. People like they'll make fun of you. They'll say, oh, you play video games for people, and they pay you to do it, and they don't understand. And then they'll watch you. And I get feedback all the time from folks at work, from folks that where I play hockey. They're like, dude, I felt like I was playing with you. Like, I felt like yeah. I was playing the game. And that's that's what you're going for. That's why we do it. Yeah. It's it's a feeling unlike any other, really. It's a great feeling, to be honest with you. And I do miss it. Well, you'll, you'll be back in no time. I know that for a fact. <sighs> well, let's kick into the stories tonight. We don't, we don't have trivia uh, this evening um, because, obviously, Sam is not with us. Usually, if we bring in a, a special guest as a third seat, We'll do trivia for the special guest, but it's just Alan and I tonight. So Sam, I'll spare you this week, even though we are tied one and a half to one and a half. I know he'll be listening to this soon. By the way, Alan, you brought up a good point earlier. You had uh, you had mentioned 
Something about streaming Monday through Thursday, but not tonight. Yes, it is Thursday. We are recording 11-16, so November 16th uh, right now, Thursday night. We're bringing you the episode early, so if you're waking up on Friday morning to this episode and you're like, this usually doesn't hit till Saturday afternoon, we are recording a little bit early. We're going to start in the gaming space tonight, but in reality, it's a movie story. Uh, broke the other day that Illumination Entertainment, responsible for the Minions, Despicable Me, Sing, among other franchises, is going to be making a Super Mario Bros. animated free film i wonder how that's gonna look because just just like the minions and um minions and despicable me alone they were fantastic films um just want to see how they're gonna attack bowser is my main thing does bowser talk does bowser talk yeah that's a thing that i'm kind of worried about what's the storyline how does princess peach get captured again does she (laughs) i mean even yeah so what i liked about odyssey was that it starts off mid she's already captured they're trying to get married and then mario kind of breaks in and they fight do they do something like that do they find a new avenue is bowser even the villain do they get do they get a different villain that that does have capability to talk or do they just does bowser just make sounds and they give him uh subtitles or does does he not talk at all and he just makes noises i i don't know i think it'd be best if they had one of the minions like the um the the either the koopa troopas yeah, sure. The, or the Goombas talk in place of, uh, you know, Bowser. I do know that Shigeru Miyamoto, the creator of Mario and the one of the forefathers, I want to say founding, but the forefathers of Nintendo, especially on the video game side, uh, will be overseeing the project as a producer, though. So that, at least that's it's in good hands. Yeah, okay. So there, there's a little bit of a confidence in that, where I, that movie's going to go. I would assume that this won't happen until about 2019 at the earliest um, but the fact that it is animated at least give, gives me some room for hope because if we get another live action like we did in the 90s, like I love that movie, even though it's a piece of shit. I love that movie. It's got a, a soft spot in my heart for I love bad movies and that is the pinnacle of a bad movie. But I have a feeling like I don't want this to turn out like Captain Underpants. You didn't like John Leguizamo's Luigi? Oh, no, John Leguizamo's <laughs> Luigi was... Uh, what's your last name? Mario. No, which, that's that's your brother's name. No, it's Luigi Mario. Mario Mario. Luigi Mario. Awful. <laughs> Just awful. Um, but I, I don't want this to turn out like Captain Underpants where I was super hyped going in. It's a childhood favorite. It's a childhood classic that they finally put into the big screen. And Captain Underpants was fine. It was okay. It had some okay parts. It wasn't good. It was just fine. It wasn't bad. I don't want that feeling. I want this to be... I'll be 30 probably too by the time this film comes out. Both. <laughs> um, yeah, 31, 32. And so it's like, am I taking my kid to see it or is my kid taking me? I don't know. What's wrong with Porque no los dos? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Why not both? Yeah, I guess you're right. I, I am a huge supporter of this. I think whatever whatever they decide to do, as long as it is... As long as I get Wario... You know, because it could be a Mario Wario. Okay. That could be your main story. You get, then you tie in Luigi with Waluigi, Luigi. and it doesn't even necessarily have to be about Bowser. It could be, but you could really make something out of a Wario Mario kind of conflict. It only has to be an hour and a half. It could be a series. You know? Yeah, I know. Tell me about it. They've tried that. We had the Mario Three cartoon, the Super Mario Bros. Super Show, the freaking. Um, you make Super it sound Mario like World. Bad. Yeah, well, <laughs> you're right. You're right. I mean, it, it's not. It wasn't great those those TV shows, but I could totally see. Um, let's see, what can I see? <clears throat> Yoshi, Toad. I mean, the the possibilities I think are freaking endless here. I'm just excited what 
you know, uh, Miyamoto, right? That's the yep. last name. Mm-hmm. His imagination is going to be with the movie. Yeah. Like on how he wants it. Is, is it going to take place like in Super Mario Brothers? Is mm. it going to take place in Super Mario 64? Mm. Is it going to take place in Odyssey that just came out? That would be fantastic. You know, you know what I'm saying? Or is it going to go back to the very first one with Pauline in Donkey Kong? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just, you know, I'm already eager for a story. Well, but it's apparently in already in early development okay. um, at Illumination's Paris studio, McGuff, which is which they were primarily responsible for the Despicable Me film. So Les Sing, I don't know about the Minions, they're in the Despicable Me universe, but it probably, again, won't be, re- uh, according to the Wall Street Journal, probably will not be released for several years, but I'm fine with that. Yeah. This is something I'm willing to give all the time in the world to. Yeah. Let's just let it, let it simmer, let it just date. I'm totally cool with that. Uh, then you have... The NPD, so every month, okay. Sam and I always break down the number one selling console for the month, and then we talk about the top ten games for the month. The top ten games list wasn't announced yet. They did announce the number one uh, for October, but the consoles were announced for the top selling consoles for October. And for another month, this is six out of eight months since release, the Nintendo Switch, the number one selling console for October... Yay, Switch. We are both owners yes. of the Nintendo Switch. I'm finally in a room with another Nintendo Switch owner. It's great. <laughs> um, I haven't done that since I've been since Chris Shriver and I did an episode way back when. I think 50, 51, 50, 49. I don't remember. Um, and the number two one is the one that's going to shock you, is the Super NES Classic Edition. Which I was a buyer and reseller for that. <laughs> I was a buyer of two. So between the two of us, we still each have one. Yeah. And, and sold one. Um can you believe the SNES Classic in a month beat out Xbox One and PS4? That is... Honestly, that is not a surprise because just, like, you could kind of tell where it was going with the NES Classic. Yeah. From... It's a, obviously the predecessor for that. And with people... And the game selections that they put with the SNES Classic was definitely a hot item and, and how often they're being restocked. So, a little surprise, but not as much surprised, if that makes sense. Well, I think November... I think it's finally Microsoft's turn. I think the Xbox One X, because it is selling like hotcakes. It is. is gonna, you have one. Uh, it is going to take the top spot in November, I believe. Um, but it is nice to see with the holidays coming up, Odyssey is out. Switch, I mean, that bundle probably sold a ridiculous amount. I couldn't find one anywhere. Wherever I went, there was no Odyssey bundles. There were still some Switches around, but no Odyssey bundles. I'm still playing Switch all the time. Every day I try to play for just a little bit. It's such a. It's just a fantastic freaking console i think i'm gonna disagree with you just a little because i think since okay. the switch since the, you said the holiday is coming out yeah and the switch is still a hot item mm-hmm. and to me you know as much as i'm a microsoft fan the xbox one x is just a glorified xbox one yeah that's all it is to me but the switch presents something different for not just you and me for kids for families and with the holidays coming up with all the games i think it, it'll probably margin out the Xbox One X, not by much, but I think it will still be. Um, I think Switch will still be on top for November and December. Launch bet, yeah. Launch bet. We work together. Launch, yeah. Launch bet. There it is. All right. We just shook hands on the air. I have the uh, Xbox One X for November. Alan has the Nintendo Switch at the top. Watch PS4 win. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no lunch. <laughs> no lunch for any of us. We starve for a week. But that that you heard that here on the air. We just have a lunch bet. Loser buys lunch for the winner. Totally down with that. Alan, in your spare time, when you do uh, do do your Twitch streaming, yeah, you play PUBG, you play 
you did South Park, you did a run yes. through a South Park, you play Odyssey, you play all these great games. But what I started to watch your content, it was speedrunning. And yes. again, just a huge part of my life is speedrunning in general. I may not do it on air as much anymore. I still do it in my spare time. I still watch it every single day. There is a game out there, and we've talked about it even as recently as last week. With Resident Evil 7, over 4 million copies lifetime now, uh-huh. uh, when that game first dropped, within a week... You were already speedrunning that yeah, game. Yeah, I beat the game in a week, and then I'm like, "All right, this game seems short enough for me to speedrun. Let's see. Let me do some research on what the times are." Yeah, I think the first time I saw was like one thirty-seven, one thirty-eight. Now this is on console only, right? Console there was the only. PC version. PC yeah. is just a whole different monster. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, "All right, let me see the routes." So I started playing it. First time was probably like 145, maybe right. 147, and I'm just like, which isn't so bad. No, You're, it's not bad. 13 minutes off world record is doable. But I think the most annoying part is for my category is you have which to get, was uh, new game plus. Yeah. So, so give the difference between new game and new game plus. So new game is just like you open the game up, put in the system, and you play it. That's new game. What new game plus is is you start the game over, but when you after you beat the game, you have these special weapons. That part to get the special uh, items was the most annoying part. I had to beat the game in nightmare mode. Which was a bitch. Yeah. And if you played Resident Evil 7, Jack 3, I wanted to punch my computer screen so many times. Was that when he turned into the big? Yeah. In the, in the garage where he's like talking to you. you he like grabs you yeah. and you have to run. Yeah. That one was the hardest part. And um, that was... And then... I was like, no, I know I can be faster than this. So I shelled out another $60. This is the crazy part. Yeah. And got the Japanese version. <laughs> Imported to the United States so he could speed run a game in Japa freaking knees. Yeah. Just and, because it saves you, what, five, seven seconds no, over actually, the course no. of the Uh-oh. So you've played it through already, right? Yes. Okay. Spoiler for those who haven't played. Three, two, one, go. So you know when you have to get the key... And, um, you know, the officer that gets beheaded yes. like in the beginning. Yeah, so you, and you have to how- reach into his... Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the Japanese version, since um, it's censored, it's right beside him. Oh. So you, that, that saves at least 15 to 20 seconds. Really? Yeah. That's in the early parts of the game, too. Yeah, that's going to say at least 15 to 20 seconds. And I'm watching the new speedrunners now that play it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think, you know, it's safe to say I'm a semi-retired. I mean, if I want to go back, I could definitely go back. I still have it. Um, but the new, some of the new routes I saw, or some of the new things they found, um, you could uh, in the garage. You know, um, I think was it when um, when Jack like tries to run you over. Um, there's a way where you could have the gun, you could shoot him, and then he crashes already. Yeah. And then the gun comes to you instead of you going to the gun, which saves like 10, 15 seconds. Wow. So I think world record right now, um, Ross. He, I think he Rossi was, Ross? Yeah, he's the world record holder. Yeah, he for, follows me on Twitch. I follow him on Twitch. Yeah, he is, I think, 130. And wow. I think he's really gunning for a 129. He could do it if he really wanted to, but it's just a matter of him getting it. So to break that down for you, what Alan just said was he has That's a 130 <laughs> and he's going for a 129. That is a minute save if that probably seconds at this point and it's going to take him x amount of time to get there that's how crucial every single second in the speed running that's why it's so fascinating yeah it's the movement especially because mm-hmm. you know you know what you're looking at the screen obviously you have to make sure you're coordinating with what you're going to hand mm-hmm. i when i'm speed running i have to think four or five steps ahead mm-hmm. okay okay i'm here at the bathroom what i need to do in the living room and it is very crucial. Generally, I take a dump and watch TV in no. those two rooms. 
Generally. I don't know what we do during a speed run. I've never speed run taking a dump. I could try it. It probably won't end well. That'd be impressive. I'll try it. I'll let you know how it goes. I'll, I'll have the world record. You let believe. me know. Yeah, you believe me. What I, I Honestly, though, with speed running, dude, and the reason I even got into it in the first place, the first game I ever saw speed run was Super Mario 64 from Siglemic HDQ 2013 or 14, and it was a 120 star run. I had no I freaking idea what it was. I just saw this movement and the way he was doing these things, and it, it was incredible. I fast forward, you know, three and a half years later, we're deep into the speedrunning community. Um, like you said, you're probably retired. I'm probably forced to retire based <laughs> off of monetary funds to buy a computer and can physically no longer stream myself. So I can't really speedrun DuckTales, Super Mario Bros, and all that stuff. But what I love about speedrunning is if I wasn't a speedrunner and I was just a Twitch streamer, yeah. if I was just playing Super Mario Bros at a casual speed, casual pace, not trying to improve. Yes, you can watch it. But when I lose all my lives and game over, it's okay. Start again. Yeah. But for a speed run, because it's so precise and I know exactly where to jump and how to manipulate the enemies and exactly what to do, every run you watch, number 1 is a potential PB, personal best. So Correct. there's always a room for there's always room to improve and there's that hope that at the end you can get it. But always it's like it's like watching different game even if it's the same game it's like watching a different a a different way to play it because there's new routes being created for like re7 i'm watching you last like march and april and may Mm. and you're you have this route but now you're talking to me about these other new routes and it's less than a year old yeah this game came out this past january so uh to already have all these different routes and to be able to change the way you play the game. What I love about a longer form speed run like that, or maybe even an Odyssey any percent run at like 111, is you're an hour into a run and you make a mistake, you have to reset. God. And there's no more frustrating feeling. But as a viewer, you're like, cool. Like I get to watch somebody try that again and do those insane movements and things. It's so much fun to watch. The amount of times I've hit reset. Yeah. On Resident Evil 7, is astronomical. Yeah. But I can count how many times I've thrown my controller out the frustration. Yeah, <laughs> I've raged like... quite a few times on, on SMB. I've done, I think, I think uh, throughout the tallies, I think my final number was 3,100 really? uh, on stream. I completed somewhere in the, the 40s or the 50s, and my final time that I've ever submitted was 516. Which is still... 20 seconds off world record. Like, you know, was it... Okay, let's... We're both, what? 30 years old, give or take? Yeah, I'm, I'm 29. Yeah. Okay. So, like, 20 years ago, or even 25 years ago, we had this game. Yes, we did. <laughs> and it was almost impossible to get through World 2 without dying. Yeah. And 25 years, 26 years later, here you are beating it in less than six minutes. I mean, some people today, our age, can't do that, you know? They can't even beat the game casually. Yeah, exactly. So just for you to do that in five to six minutes, it's nothing to li- it's nothing to just be like, brush brush off. It is still very impressive, and and to be known, I guess, recognized in the world. But people go to the record books and see your name on there. It's cool. It, it is, is cool. cool to be. I was in the top one twenty um, out of like a thousand. Uh, yeah, out of a freaking ton. I'm now in the 150 to 160 range, but it's still cool to be a top 200 player in the world. Exactly. My original goal was to be a top 200 player, and I got below 150. I've, I've achieved a goal. My uh, eventually, I wanted to be around 510. I think I would have been happy with cutting myself off at 510. I'm thinking of where I could save six seconds in that game, um, and I, I could probably do it. But 
my fastest I've ever timed myself was 512. That was obviously mm. off stream where I would have submitted it to speedrun.com. But there are just so many things in speedrunning. I just to watch, dude, to watch a freaking beat 'em up get speedrun. Like you think you can only go as fast as they walk and you can yeah. only go until the screen lets you go. Streets of Rage gets speedrun and I'm like it's not about the movement, it's about there's specific ways to be, to to Get to, to defeat these enemies and to patterns to beat them and button presses and time patterns and things like that. I, I'm just, I'm blown away. Yeah. So I'm, I'm a huge fan. I would say though, being a, an SMB runner, um, has kind of turned me off to watching SMB one runs at the way I used to. So what we're going to do tonight is Alan and I are going to do a top three, Games we love to watch speedrunning. Our favorite, our top three favorite games we like to watch speedrunning. So, Alan, I'll kick it over to you for your number three. Number three uh, game that just came out, uh, Odyssey. Yeah, we are going to share that number three. That yeah. number three is also going to be mine, Super Mario Odyssey. It's it just came out what two weeks ago, October twenty seventh. So yeah, right before Halloween, and I believe from last I saw on the leaderboards, I'm actually very interested. I'm still watching the routes, mm-hmm. and I'm still trying to find someone that play that. Not only shows their face, but their controller movement, so I can see how they hold their controller. Yes, guys, it's re- it really gets to that specific when it comes to speed running. Yeah, um, how they hold their controller, like their finger placement and everything, because that all matters. Because that game looks like it's a lot of fun to speed run, and I'm very interested in it. Uh, I would say, uh, since I do agree, and that's already a top three game for me to watch, Spike Vegeta. Yeah, uh, he's my favorite Odyssey runner at the moment. Yeah. Um, he runs the crap out of that game, and the reason I like him is he's one of the few runners that does not do any percent. Uh, he does five hundred and three moons, and I, it's a four and a half hour run. Wow! So I'm I'm into it. I want to watch that. He'll stream it from eight at night until you know twelve or one in the morning, and that's when I'm going to bed, so I can just kind of fall asleep to him right around the four hundred fifty moon mark, and that's awesome to me. I'm cool with that. Imagine you mess up at the like. Talking about me messing up an hour into it. Trying to save a minute on a four and a half hour run. Like the dedication these people have to their craft is exactly. just, it's, it's second to none. There's a hundred percent run I saw on, on the leaderboards. 880. Yeah. And I think that's uh, 21 hours is the world record. Yeah, it's 883 moons, all all purple coins in all worlds, and... All outfits maybe? All co- That's it. All costumes. You're right. So maybe you can answer this for me. Obviously, I know what any percent is. It's right. just get through the game as fast as you can. Right. What are the uh, what's the reasoning between the the specific number of moons? I know there's like two hundred and the five hundred three, and then there's hundred um, percent. I believe at five hundred moons, you unlock the dark side of the moon oh, of the, the level. Okay. So, I, and so there's there's always going to be three at the end for Odyssey because you get the multi moon when you win. Got that's right. And that's so that puts you at the five hundred three, the one fifty three, the the eight hundred three, eight eighty three. Um, but I think at 500 you unlock Dark Side of the Moon, which is why they stop there, because that's the <clears throat> that's the uh, part of the game you unlock with Mushroom Kingdom after you beat the game casually or any percent, whatever you want to call it. And um, so they just go through, and the final moons that you get are on the Dark Side of the Moon, which get you to 500, and then knock you up to 503. So it basically just get all the moons in the worlds um, up to that point where they where they let you beat the game. You're considered the game beaten at 500 moons. They, they just give you the extra 500 to go around and collect to make it 100%. Gotcha. Which okay. I don't I don't want to watch 100%. That's insane. That's a 21 hour. I watched yeah, I watched Spike Vegeta. He he had a sub goal of 550 or 650 and he got to like 662. So he did an 883 run. On, I think it was on Sunday or Monday. And I 
didn't even tune in until four hours in because I knew the route he was going to take for the original 500. I wanted to see the other moons. And the reason I like watching that is because now I know more moon locations for when I go play. I'm like, sweet. I didn't know that. I don't. I hate the one part about Odyssey I don't like casually is the hint paintings. It's like take a take a photo of the hint art, and I'm like, I'm never gonna find these. I don't feel like it. So I'll watch the run of it to get the locations of all of those, gotcha. so I can yeah. just go do them myself instead of doing the, the photos. You know, I just found out by watching speedruns you could be a T Rex in Odyssey. Yes, I never knew that. What? Yeah. I just I went through the game. I didn't even know a T Rex was uh, able to be used. You can be a T Rex three different times. What? I think. Yeah, and you can do it in Cascade World, uh, the first the kingdom, okay. twice, and then in I think wooded the wooded kingdom, the forest. Uh, you can there's a deep forest you can go into. There's a secret part of the level you go into it, and there's a dinosaur roaming the outer. And if you get in its way, it chases you and eats you. Or you can, or you can copy it and wow. transform into it. But okay. yeah, you can. And dude, how the hell did you get past the wall on the first level? I just jumped. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, well, fa- I found different what routes. <laughs> that solves that. That's a true speedrunner talking right there. <laughs> but thought... yeah, you're actually um, right in the beginning of the game. You're supposed to be using the T Rex to, to transform in, in, in any Mario run, in any Odyssey run. Oh, okay. uh, what about your number two? Number two, uh, it's Resident Evil Seven. Because that is the first one I took seriously. Talk about how you even got into that freaking game. So I bought the game because I'm a big horror game kind of big horror game guy. I love it. I love getting the jump scares. I love it. And also, Resident Evil was Seven was a different type of Resident Evil game. It's a first person, uh, sh- first person shooter. Um, but it's just like I said. It's to- and you've played it. Like I mm-hmm. said, it's totally different from one, two, three, four, five, and six. Um, and then after I beat the game, it took me, I believe, like, officially, like, a week worth of streams. So, then my Monday through Thursday schedule, I probably beat it within that week. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, this game was pretty fast. Um, um, it's probably worth uh, speedrunning. So, I said, okay, what do I need to do speedrun this? What are the categories? I said, New Game Plus. Oh, sweet. I could use Unlimited Bullets. What do I do? got to do to get it? And then... Honestly, I almost gave up getting like the new Game Plus items, but I was like, you know what, if I'm this far, I might as well go for it. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I just started watching routes, and then I learned as I went. Like My first, uh, I guess, my rough run, per se, mm-hmm. I was uh, I was playing it and then just watching like YouTube videos like at the same time. Like, okay, we go here. Okay, uh, we got to do this. We got to... Menuing is the biggest thing in Resident Evil 7. Yeah, a lot of games come down to menuing and how yeah. fast you can go through the menus and precise. I actually had that pretty precise. Menuing, it's all about your your preference, but where you place it, mm-hmm. pre- you know, where you place it's your preference, but you just got to make sure you know exactly what you're mm-hmm. doing with that. Mm-hmm. So, and then after that, you know, I had, you know, a few of the runners come to me and it says, oh, you should do this instead. Oh, you should do this instead. Oh, I never knew you could do that. Thanks for showing me that. And then I started talking, you know, Ross was one of them. Uh, shout out to ZGL. He actually has like a whole YouTube channel on how to run Resident Evil. Sweet. Seven. Tutorials. There you go. Yeah. And I just went with it. Became, you know, started having little friendly rivalries with some of the people. You know, a little t- smack talk here and there. Oh, I just beat your time. What are you going to do about it? Oh, I just beat your time now. Come and beat mine, you know. And then it just became a fun way to just push each other to do it. One of the best parts about speedrunning is the community that yeah, you become it, a part of. It's actually the best and worst. <laughs> this is also true. I think 
The SMB community is fantastic for the the insanely large majority of it. I think there's I think a reason I'm a little turned off to the to speedrunning though is a lot of drama in that world. A lot of like Twitter drama. It's like it's not that serious. There's gonna be drama everywhere you go. For real, you're right. You know, like no matter how when something gets that big, there's gonna be one or two people that have one idea that's against everyone else's idea and then somehow have the bring other people in it with the high mentality and then you're going to have side A versus side B right. on how to do things. So. Like when I submitted my first run, it was 652. Um, Rupert83 on Twitch came in while I was streaming on a Saturday morning. I was streaming new Super Mario Brothers U and he came in. He's like, hey, I just want to let you know I verified your run. It's official. And that was the first time I'd ever had anything on speedrun.com. And my face, I remember that stream it was like 1030 on a Saturday morning. I was like, it's official i stopped the stream and i went online and i checked it i was like <laughs> i went up to my camera I was like, there i am i'm on speedrun.com it's a great feeling, and then rupert it? followed me on twitch and i was like he's a 501 like that's insane he was top 10 at the time like holy shit this dude is a god in that community and as i play it and i play it more on a friday night at 11 30 i had probably five or six people watching and then mav uh yeah I remember mav. mav 6771 i think uh he rated me and and hosted me with 35 people oh. and i had never had that many folks and he's a top player he's at 457 right now like a like a low 457 on the cusp of 456 and uh he says like hey welcome to the community saw your run you know good luck and i was like sorry and i looked him up he was seventh i think at the time and i was like whoa this dude's like a Super Mario god. Like, thank you for bringing me all these viewers. And these guys are used to watching him go for 457. Meanwhile, I'm a schmuck trying to go under six minutes. But they didn't care. They were like, yo, you got this. Good luck. Da-da-da. And they're giving me tips while I'm playing and telling me to do this and jump here. I learned my, eight da- my 8-2 route because of the viewers in Mav's stream. And I, uh, and I was like, this is this community. I freaking love this community. I switch it over now and I went to the, you know, I'm playing DuckTales. I'm speedrunning DuckTales. I get in with the, the world record holder of DuckTales. Hits me up personally to give me a tutorial on how to play the game. Andy, Andy from Sweden. And I'm like, holy smokes, that you're amazing. Thank you. Yeah. Like, it's the community that brings you back. And it's the community that I miss. When I go into Darbian's chat while he's streaming, and I'm like, hey, everybody. Everyone in there is like, what's up, Vanilla Bear? As you all know, that's my Twitch name. What's yeah. up, Vanilla Bear? What's up, Vanilla? And even Darb's like, Vanilla Bear, welcome back. And I'm like, you're the world record holder for this game. You have millions of hits on YouTube, uh, hundreds of thousands of followers, and you're hitting me up on your stream. Like, you don't have to do that. I appreciate that. It's, it's a great feeling. Yeah, it's cool. And like going to GDQ, me and you, when we went there, everybody was friendly. Yeah. There wasn't anybody that pushed us out because we weren't big streamers. It was welcome. I met uh, X Paco. He's another SMB runner, I think. Yeah. He was uh, he was actually doing the poker tournament that I, was, that I did. Uh, that's cool. And I met the Mexican runner. I Dude, I didn't know about him at the time. I didn't really? realize that he was the NES Marathon guy. Yeah. I had no freaking idea. Yeah. I met Dram55, shout outs. Uh, Dram actually and I, were, we caught up on the side after GDQ. Um, he hit me up and he was like, hey, I remember meeting you in the hallway. Nice to see you. Um, I met uh, GameJ06, Big John. Yeah, I met GameJ. Yeah. Um, Pooh Bear, um, this was it was just an awesome event. Uh, Muncha Koopas, really good dude. Uh, I mean, every, I mean everybody. They're all walking around. You can just go interact with them. It's that's the cool yeah. part is um, they're just people, dude. That's just like you and me. They all have jobs and do this and do that, and it's it's just a nice set of people to be around. And everyone's there on a volunteer basis. Yep. They pl- the people that play the games that set it up and all that. <laughs> you know, like I said, like you said, they are just people like you and me 
Um, no, no one's treated differently, to be honest with you. A lot of the runners that I saw just walking around, you know, weren't like being followed by like creepers here and there. But I mean, I'm sure they get it every now and then. Sure. But it wasn't as bad as I thought it'd be. Yeah, this is a cool community to be a part of. Uh, my number two would be, and this is a cop out, and I understand it, and I apologize in advance, would be uh, Tony Hawk. Two, three, or four. Wow. I don't care which one. Wow, I actually didn't <laughs> did see that coming. Any Tony Hawk game from two, three, or four, I especially shouts to George, who in my opinion is the best Tony Hawk runner in the world. Um, they are incredible games to watch run. If you thought you were good at Tony Hawk growing up, and you beat your friends in, in, in co-op or, or uh, one-on-one in yeah. high score, uh, think again. Um, Tony Hawk 3... I think the world record is eight minutes yeah. for one hundred percent all gold medals and every goal in the game, every single goal, eight minutes or some craziness. What? What? It's incredible. I freaking love it. It's a staple of GDQ. There's always at least one Tony Hawk game. Super hyped on it. Freaking love watching Tony Hawk games get speed run. What about your opinion? What's your opinion on the Underground series? I don't care for the Underground series. Really? I'm a main series. And I like Project 8 for some reason. Okay. No, I love Project just, 8. Just wanted to get your opinion it's on that. A, it's got a soft spot in my heart. Gotcha. What about your number one? And I think... You know what? How, how about you guess? All right. Um, I would have to say it's probably the same game that I got into speedrunning with. SM64. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I just saw a random video of someone doing it. I was like, holy crap. Someone could beat it in two hours? And that was when I first watched someone beat it in two hours. Right, and that's 120 stars, ladies and gentlemen. That's every star in the game. It took me six, seven months. Yeah, I was going to say. It took me probably three months to beat the game, six months to get 120 stars. Yeah. And then um, I I just left. I was like, oh, someone did that. And then I think one night I just saw a stream of um, Punkation. Yep, Punkay is number two in the world right now. Number two, and then I saw him, and he. I was like, oh, he's a world record. At the time, he was a world record holder. And then I got into Cheese. Oh, he's the current world record holder. Cheese, cheese 05. Cheese, Bebop Bandit, and Live Simply? Egg. Simply? Oh, okay, I was going to say Simply. And Simply, too. Simply. But Live Egg, actually, no, it was Live Egg, Punk A, mm-hmm. uh, Cheese, and Simply, and then Bebop Bandit was like one of the OGs, too. Mm-hmm. And just to see them beat it in less than two hours, unless, well, now it's like less than 100 minutes now. Yep. That's insane. Yep. Like the movement, like well, now now they don't they don't use the regular controllers like we use. They use a Hori controller, which yeah. is the normal the way you could mm-hmm. normally hold a controller, which makes it movement a lot easier. A lot easier. I can't. I wonder how you know. I play SM sixty four a lot casually, still do to this day. Um, and I just I'm still I. Sam loves the S uh, the N sixty four controller. I think it's a pain in the ass, and it's a very fidgety yeah. uh, analog stick. Very close to I don't know. I've, Whatever. And the fact that you have to leave it alone when yeah. you turn on the system, or else. Oh like- yeah. If you, oh yeah. The things with the. I, oh my gosh. If you held the analog stick in a way, it would just start to spin on the screen or exactly glitch out. That's crazy. Um, and Siglemic too. A yeah. Very influential oh. runner in the SM64 community. Freaking watching that game again. I didn't know that it was called speedrunning. You know, yeah. when I first saw that, I just thought, boom, they're beating a the game super fast. They must. They must be glitching it's no it's awesome it's awesome to watch you owe it to yourself to go watch especially now since odyssey's out you have an opportunity to go watch the newest mario game that is three weeks old tomorrow be speed run in an hour and 11 minutes and get beaten yeah go watch that it's it doesn't take much of your time i mean people watch worse garbage in an hour yeah this is also true you could be watching the walking dead talk about garbage 
I'm sorry. Oof, that's a, I'm sorry. That's another. T- <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to go there. I apologize. Uh, my number one would be, uh, and this is probably a huge shock, and it's a specific game in the franchise. I'll take any game in the franchise, but specifically Super Monkey Ball Banana Blitz on the Wii. That's so much fun to watch. Oh my god, our Monkey Ball runs the greatest thing. They ever. are so much fun. You know. Like what do you, I'll watch it when it's on. They are so much fun to watch, but I wouldn't go out of my way to watch it. Like at a GDQ or if a streamer's uh, doing it, like Jeff. Yeah, Jeff's awesome. Jeff, when Jeff does it, J Cool does a good J. Cool, one. J Cool, yeah. Um, I think the yeah. the guy who ran Banana Blitz at a GDQ event, I think HDQ, he used a gold Wii controller. I can't remember his name right now. I tried to find him on Twitch and I couldn't. So I don't know if he's got rid of his Twitch if he doesn't do it anymore. But well, what GDQ was that? I'm sure I could find the VOD I think for it. Was it. Fifth, it I watched the VOD all the time of the of the GDQ run, but I wanted to watch him like live. I tried to find him. I don't remember his name. I think it was GDQ 15 or 16. Summer or also? Uh, a, a GDQ. Okay. Um, oh, gosh, I can't remember. It's a very simple name. I think it was just a, like Mark or something like that. <laughs> um, but he's a, he's a banana blitz runner, and that specifically is the coolest monkey ball game it is hard as sin playing it casually and you watch the 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 skips the tricks that they do where he'll take it and and if you don't know monkey ball is you're a monkey inside of a ball you have to get to the goal simple as that but Uh, uh. (laughs) but the physics are insane and he would instead of going forward through the levels intended he would bounce off a wall go over the side and land somehow on the goal and i'm like how 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 is this even possible with motion controls no nonetheless Dude, you owe it to yourself again to watch runs of Super Monkey Ball. See, I get hype when it's Super Monkey Ball and the crowd is and and the crowd is all there, like yeah. it's a full crowd. And when something crazy like that happens, and they just go insane. We are going to go over real quick the AGDQ schedule for 2018. We're not going to hit every single game because I'll tell you now, it's a freaking seven-day, 24-hour marathon with no commercials. There are 180,000 hours of games uh, that were submitted, and uh, we don't got time to go through all of that. But we are going to go through the schedule to go through some of our favorite runs um, to look forward to. Sam and I did go over the games list when it was announced. So all the games, that if you want to go back and listen to that, uh, is available, but here we go with some of the most hype runs and the times that you can watch them. All of these times will be Eastern time. The uh, marathon itself starts Sunday, January 7th at noon. Go ahead. No, no, sorry, I want you to finish that. Uh, <laughs> Sunday, January 7th at noon. The first game, which is an awesome one, Jay Hobbs will be beating Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy's version of Crash Bandicoot 3 Warped any percent in an hour and 13 minutes. Yes. What I was going to say is that Depending on your time zone, the website has it where it fits to your time zone. Yes, so no matter what. Just wanted to, you know. And even if you're listening to this outside of the country, if you're in Britain or Germany, they even have French restreams and German restreams. Spanish restreams. Spanish yeah. restreams. So if you want to watch it in your native language, you can do so as well. Uh, the first day is pretty packed. Crash Bandicoot, followed by Ratchet and Clank, followed by Splatoon Spl- 2. That's the one I'm excited for. That's really for. cool. Tones Balones did Splatoon 1 what? and kicked off GDQ two years ago. I remember 16. that. That was fun I think he though. almost got world record and then he slipped up. Infamous but. First Light is right after that. Skyrim right after that yeah. in only 50 minutes. Hollow Knight, I'm not too familiar with. Then Garrett, there it is. First day, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2X. All goals and golds, career mode. Wow. All career modes, 35 minutes. F-Zero GX, a freaking, I cannot wait to watch a game that's already fast be beaten faster. It's insane. <laughs> uh, ukulele. I want to watch that one. I know that was like a big speedrunning game for like a couple months. And then it kind of died off. The game in general kind of died well, off. Well, Arkham Asylum is, well, I, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing that. Yeah. Um, well, to end the day, 
Ukulele, then Blaster Master Zero, which is a Switch launch game, which is an incredible yeah. game in 45 minutes. Batman, the video game, there he is, Andy, the guy who, who hit me up about uh, DuckTales, the world record there. Um, 12 minutes in a race with Dexter. And then to finish off day one is Batman Arkham Asylum. That's going to be a great day. That's a that whole day fantastic is fantastic. day, yeah. The little big plan. I'm not too much on that. Um, the other game I want to see are the, the little Contra block. Gotta have the morning. Contra. Remember how fun the Contra block was when yeah. we went Mexican Runner versus Toad. It was so that much was fun. so much fun. Uh, then what we got here is like it looks like a bunch of uh, you know, just DK uh, Country Two. Yep. On um, we saw the DK Relay Race when we yeah. went last year. No, All no, the first was, three DKC games. Was it? No, mm-hmm. I thought it was late at night. It was like a five hour run. You and I sat there. It was the was DKC Relay. Out? It was. It was. You were there. You were definitely there in spirit. <laughs> Um, it was before, right before Super Mario, it was like one in the morning it went to, and then we stayed up to watch GTA San Andreas. That's right. And then Super Mario 3D Land. But before that was a DKC. I think we saw, it was Vice City. Was it Vice, it was Vice City. Vice City, that was one of the best ones. He was so funny. I forget that runner. I followed him. I followed him. Did you? He's really funny. I'll I'll give it to you later when I find out his name again. Sonic Mania that just came out recently. Oh yeah. On Monday the 8th at 4.19pm. Sonic and Tails any percent in one hour by Claris. And Followed that, by the Mega Man block. Yeah, the Mega Man block. Right and after that. There's two Metal Gears. Halo uh, 5. I was hoping Halo 2. <laughs> yeah, checkpoint. Yo, go watch the Halo 2 AGDQ run from this past year, 2017. You're going to hear... It was this year? It was this past year. It was, yeah, it was us. You're going to hear in there, checkpoint. Like, every time he hits a checkpoint, that's Alan and I, unfortunately. That we was- started a bad meme. Even GDQ tweeted about it. They were I, like, they I said, loved it. that was, we weren't even under any influence. And, and I'm we just very glad sober. that we knew when enough was enough. Yes, we stopped. People kept going and they got a little bit annoying to some yeah. folks, but we kept it going. There is, um, hold on. Really, it looks like Tuesday for me is a little bit of a wash. Uh, Tuesday. We have Super Mario World 3D and Metroid Prime, but. Tuesday, I like Rystar. Rystar is a fun little platformer for the Genesis at 10.40 a.m. Um. Castlevania Symphony of the Night at 12.30. Oh, yeah. That's going to be cool with beating no bosses. Metroid Prime 3 is good. Uh, 2.50 leading right into Super Mario 3D World. That's uh, that's going to be fun. Left 4 Dead 2, okay. Dying Light's a cool game. Yeah. I really like Dying Light. <laughs> Look what starts off Wednesday morning. Re- Wednesday morning, 12.28 a.m. In an hour and 50 minutes, new game on Madhouse mode from Carcinogen. It's definitely a PC, I believe. I definitely just think... I know Carcinogen's probably going to do PC. It's or- Resident Evil 7. Or he may do it, if I'm thinking, he may do it as a, with the PSVR. Okay, that'd be cool. Because I know he submitted it one time with PSVR. So we look like we have a horror series coming up. Yeah, there's a horror block. Resident Evil 3, Silent Hill. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, 838, Wizards and Warriors. It's a stupid game, but I really like it. 906, I'm really looking forward to. 906 on Wednesday Little Nemo. Uh, morning. Little Nemo, the Dream Master from Joka. 25 minutes, any percent. Little Nemo is one of my favorite NES games. And if you forgot about that game, th- consider this like your rebirth in that game. It is so much fun. Uh, definitely check that out. Uh, Chip and Dale, three-way race between Angry Lanks, Endy, and, and uh, Garrodus in 12 minutes. I can beat that game in 24. 
I'm double world record. So is this TMNT the one that's after Guerrilla Warfare? That's the uh, NES game. NES, okay, just yeah, the make bad sure. one. The bad one with okay. the really bad damn level. With you get, then you get. Is like, this electrocuted. awful games done quick? Then um, no, can't no be. that can't be. Because Battletoads is arcades, and then there's Battletoads. Yeah, Battletoads is going to be great. Um, the original Metroid. I'm excited to watch that. The original Metroid because we get Super Metroid almost every year, except for this year for some reason. I think it's just they want people to miss it. They want to. I'm. I, I think that's the truth too, and they're putting in the original Metroid, so, which you fun. very rarely get, and it's all bosses warpless in only a half hour. So 3:47 on Wednesday, go check that out. Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga is going to be great. Super Mario World 2, then Super Mario Sunshine from Average Tray in 3:15 at 10:30 p.m. All 120 shines. So there's your Mario block. No Mario 64, no Mario 3, which is no fun. Mario World. No original Mario Bros. Which I no Odyssey. Which I well Odyssey just came out. I know, and they can't add the game. I'm telling you, it's going to be a bonus Th- game. That well, there is no bonus block. There's a setup block at two seventeen a.m. For how long? Thirty five minutes. That's not that's not long. <laughs> I don't know. Damn it. Yeah. I, I, it's definitely going to be an SGDQ staple. Yeah, it'll be an SGDQ. SGDQ definitely going to be there. Uh, you'll definitely see Cuphead there. I, I TMR is going to run Cuphead for sure. Cuphead, he, he's the world record holder, I think. No, he's not. He's not world record. He just plays it all day on Twitch. Yeah, there, there are some games that I wanted to be there, but I understand why because it was after submissions. Sure. So like, yeah, Cuphead, um, Cuphead, Odyssey, and what's another game that just came out that I liked that was very fantastic. Uh, yeah, give me. I'm gonna have to help. You I, I can't. <laughs> I'm trying to think. If it comes to you, let me know. Yeah, I will. Uh, Thursday. Uh, January 11th at 1.57 a.m. in 10 minutes, Darbian will be playing Princess Rescue. <laughs> <laughs> That's adorable. Um, Spider-Man 3, Bubsy 2, uh, Simpsons, uh, Bart vs. Space Mutants, Home Alone 2. Oh, I love that game. Some good stuff on Thursday. It's That's probably Star Fox 2 from the SNES yeah, Classic yeah. Edition. Um, from the SNES Classic Edition? Yeah. So... You're probably Ori in the Blind Forest and eh, four-way race. Okay. And if you guys are wondering why I was like from the SNES Classic Edition, there are subtle differences from a cartridge, yeah, to a ROM remake on uh, on an SNES Classic Edition. Like with what with the NES, like what's it, there's a little, like subtle differences with SMB, right? Uh, between cartridge and, and are you talking about um. NES Classic. The All-Stars version and yeah. the actual version. Yeah, like just like just subtle differences with different versions. In the original version for SMB, you can hop over the uh, piranha plants, yeah. and your hitbox is only your head yeah. in the original SMB for S- or for Nintendo. Your body is actually not a part of your hitbox. So if you hit something with your body, you'll never die. If you hit in your head, that's when you'll die. In that version, it's your whole body. So the hitbox is completely changed, which changed my entire route. Yeah. Now I can't take these shortcuts that I would like to take. <laughs> Thursday seems like a wash. Friday, Owlboy, 55 yeah. minutes. I'm hyped on that. Um, Hyperlight Drifter. That was the first game we ever watched when we got to AGDQ yes. this past year. That was Munch of Koopas. Uh, Cat Quest. I just, I think Super just Mario tra- Galaxy. There yeah. you go. Super Monkey Ball, the original. Um, so, oh, that's cool. So at 12.10 p.m., I'm Super Mario right. Galaxy, any percent. Two, uh, two hours and 45 minutes, followed directly by Super Monkey Ball, the original by Zella. Normal plus extra in 26 minutes. So that's a cool little block. Then Pokemon Black and White right. 2 in any percent. Uh, Mega Man 1 through 3 relay race. And then the Ocarina of Time 100% in just under five hours, which is insane, to close out Friday as we get into Saturday, which I believe is the last day. Yeah, Saturday would be the last day. Um, Saturday is Super Mario Land 2, six golden coins. No. Legend of Zelda 
race the original for NES. That's gonna be cool. The original Mass Effect, Bloodborne, Final Fantasy six, no Final Fantasy four, Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past, and then Super Mario World. No Cape Star Race is gonna be awesome. Yes, um, at eleven forty five for forty minutes. But closing out AGDQ one fifty five a.m. It starts on Sunday, January fourteenth. It will go later, by the way. It will start later than that. So set your alarms for 2 a.m. on Sat- uh, Sunday, January 14th, because, you know, football playoffs will be in full swing. Yeah. The Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild, all main quests in under four hours. When I saw that, I'm just like, <gasps> I was like, wow, they're just really going right into it. You couldn't give them an any percent first and then do that? But Moving on, we have a ton of other stories to get to tonight, so let's run through the rest of the show. Uh, Call of Duty World War II is out. We did a review of it last week, but neither one of us played it. Now I have it. I got it from my old pal Redbox, uh, which is awesome. <laughs> I did see that. I, I, did, <laughs> I didn't want to pay 60 bucks for a six-hour campaign, so I went and waited for it to come out on a Redbox. Went on the Redbox app, said it was right across the street, went and got it last night, played the first two missions. I'm enjoying the shit out of it. That's good, yeah. I, uh, normally these games now, I don't even play for the campaign anymore. A lot of my games don't even have campaigns. That's the opposite. I play campaign only. I'm not a multiplayer. Really? Guy. Yeah, I'm not a multiplayer. That's what you love, PUBG, man. Yeah. Like, you're all into that. I, I, don't, I would never play PUBG. Yeah, see, for me, uh, I think it turns a lot of people off when they find out that a 10-year-old is their father all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> so, I t- you know, so I turned those off. Yeah. I turned the voice off. Because, yeah. you know, God, we're... So my dad's my fake dad? Yeah, you, know? you, you just mute everyone that you're playing with. But I, I don't know. I, I'm, I enjoy solo campaigns. That's why no. I love Uncharted and Bioshock and Borderlands. And, no, I get uh, it. Yeah. Even even Mario. That's a I mean, yeah, solo player experience. I still enjoy the the, the, uh, the single player games. But for me to you know get the value of what I got sure. of the game, I play the multiplayer and extend as much as I can. And for four bucks, I'll take the red box and yeah. play my six hours and give it back. Yeah, I'm hyped on it. When you're talking about PUBG, I'm, I'm already like 230 hours into the game. Jeez Louise. Yeah. I'm sitting here thinking 82 for Pokemon is crazy. Yeah. And you got freaking quadruple that. That's insane. Uh, compared to other people. It's a really good game. I like that there's no more Titanfall-esque jumping off this and double jumps and space packs and jet packs and boots. And you're yeah. back to World War II. Boots to asses. Boom! The original way is intended. I like the it's it's Call of Duty. It's more of it's what we it. expect. You're you're going in guns a blazing. It's graphic as hell. There's a s- decent little storyline going on. I like where it's going. It retells the story of D Day and Normandy, the invasion of Normandy. I really like it. Right now, I'm in France uh, during the invasion, so I'm I'm loving it right now. Uh, I have I don't know maybe five hours, four and a half hours left. I'm excited about it. So it goes it. back to like the Medal of Honor days. Yeah, the sure. original Call of Duty. Absolutely. Um, Battlefront 2. Star Wars Battlefront 2 is coming out tomorrow on November 17th. The crazy day of all crazy days. The reviews are kind of out, but uh, because it's not technically live yet, there's not a full review because a lot of reviewers wait till multiplayer is available. So I'll read a review of it in, in progress. I find my opinion of Battlefront 2 shifts depending on what I choose to expect from it. If I'm looking for a rich Star Wars story alongside a deep competitive shooter, this definitely isn't it. But in terms of delivering on that Star Wars fantasy, jumping from corner to corner of the galaxy, to see as much as it has to offer, Battlefront 2 succeeds in a very fun way. I'm just not sure there's enough to keep me interested for very long. You can expect my full review later this week, but if I had to score Battlefront 2 right now, I'd give it a 7 out of 10 per IGN. That's a that's a fair assessment. I just it's kind of expected, right? That's what you expected. Have you heard the drama going on with Battlefront? The loot boxes and stuff. The loot boxes. Uh, I think it would take 
2,000, no, no, 400 something hours to get every single loot box, or you could spend $2,100 and just get it all. That's insane. Yeah. Either, either one of those things does not look grim, or it looks grim, I should say. It doesn't look great. Reasonable. <laughs> I, yeah, re- right. Um, and they just cut down the hero costs. Like, what it would cost to get Luke Skywalker, they took down by 75% of in game currency just because people were in the beta saying, no, 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 that's way too much. To be able to unlock like a Luke Skywalker, so yeah, no. at least they're listening. Yeah, no, kinda. they are. But I think it's just an S show. Yeah, because sure. uh, you can say shit if you okay. want. Okay, well, I don't, you know, it's your show. So. We we let shit go. We we've said no to the f words, but yeah. shit every now and again. Okay, okay. So it, I'll still say it the way you know it's a shit show, <laughs> um, just because the microtransactions. Yeah, everything's gonna have microtransactions. So. You know, don't get me wrong, I, I'm guilty. I've spent some, you know, WWE 2K18 currency. Of course you, you know, <laughs> I love it. But, you know, I get it where they're coming from. Sure. I get it because, you know, a highly skilled player, it would take them hours to get what they need to be good. Where someone with a with daddy's credit card that's no limit could buy all the loot boxes that would make them more powerful than someone that's a skilled player. Mm-hmm. That could, you know, that could easily uh, kill them if there was just... Vanilla one on one with no, no add ons. Take Two Interactive recently said that they plan on every single thing they release from now on will have microtransactions. Every single game, including it, Red Dead Two, and all that. It's everything. It's sadly the way the way it goes, and that's where the money's at. Do you remember when sixty bucks bought us a game? Yeah, you know you know what killed it? The special editions. You think? Yeah. With like game of the year edition with added DLC all included. It, Shit, I just wait for that stuff now though. Yeah, like, no, I have never played Horizon, but I'm gonna wait for it. Because they're coming out with a definitive with Frozen Wilds in it, so and it's only fifty bones. And that's the reason why. Like I, I remember reading an article. That's the reason why they started doing more of that because they wanted to see how much people would pay for the video games they love. Sure. So uh, they suckered me in. Yeah. I bought a goddamn hundred fifty dollar WWE two K eighteen seen enough edition, which by the way I think is goddamn worth it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that'll conclude this episode of the podcast. <laughs> It is worth it. Um, we'll get more into wrestling stuff later, though. So uh, Anything that has John Cena's name on it is not worth any money. I'll tell you what's in it later, <laughs> and you'll tell me if it's worth it. All time. right, all right. <laughs> Lego Marvel Super Heroes 2 is out. Well, it comes out tomorrow. Uh, craziest yeah. day of all time. Lego Marvel uh, Super Heroes 2 doesn't deviate much from the established Lego template, but its wide variety of settings, heroes, and abilities make it constantly fun to play, especially in co-op. The combat is still quite simple and is sometimes difficult to tell what you should do next, but the story is lighthearted and fun enough that the mild annoyances like these fade into the background. Lego Move Marvel Super Heroes 2 doesn't change much from the formula, but rarely has the variety been so satisfying. 8.0 out of 10, great. Okay. I like Lego no, games. I like Star Wars superheroes. I'm good with this. They're fun. They're just, you know, side scroll. Well, I guess you call them side scroll. No, these ones are open world. Oh, okay. This is the open world where you're like the Lego little uh, people and you can change your character on the fly. Yeah. I play with my nephew. My nephew, Sean, loves these games. They're so much fun. So I'll go over and Uncle Greg will be Thor for a little bit and help him out <laughs> in, in the city streets. Those are so, They are a lot of fun, you know, just playing, you know, playing as your little Lego characters. What I would like to see maybe in the future... Uh, you know, DC and Marvel collide in the Lego world. Yeah, good luck. I know it's never going to happen. You have more of a chance of seeing a DC versus Marvel fighting game. That would be fantastic. That would be fantastic. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Uh, Pokemon Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon are also out 
on November 17th. Probably by the time you're listening to this, they're out. I have pre-ordered Ultra Sun. Sam has pre-ordered Ultra Moon. We will be getting them, so the next time we we record, we'll have our uh, impressions. And Sam and I have decided that we will give weekly updates on our progress, just as we have for X and Y, just as we did for Sun and Moon last year. So we will be bringing you that, because that was all your feedback is. You all wanted that segment. Apparently you liked it, so we'll bring it back. I'm very happy that I'm done with video games for a while because yeah. tomorrow would have probably would have just I would have been broke city. <laughs> I was fine with the lack of mid-generation Pokemon expansions over the past few years, but I'm glad Pokemon Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon exist as Pokemon's swan song on the Nintendo 3DS. These upgraded versions not only have everything I enjoyed about Sun and Moon, but augments them in. Uh, in important ways by making small but meaningful changes to the story, expanding the selection of available Pokemon, and making some small tweaks to the world. Unless you've played through both Sun and Moon extensively and have already collected every legendary Pokemon, it is easy to recommend to any Pokemon fan. 9.0 out of 10. Amazing. I have heard mixed things about Ultra Sun. Is that IGN? It is. All my reviews I read are always per IGN because it's easy. It's a one-stop shop for me to get my news. Um, But... I have heard mixed things about Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. They basically say if you've played the first one, there's not much new to it to the second half. So the first 40 hours could be a schlog. The first 40 hours? I, I'm like a weirdo when it comes to Pokemon games. I stop everywhere. I okay. do everything. I talk to everybody. Okay. That's just how I am. I try to collect everything in that region. If I'm on Route 1, I'm catching every available Pokemon in Route 1 to, before I move gotcha. on. Um now, what I do like is I'm only six Pokemon away from filling the entire Pokedex of 802, 803 now. Wow. Um, and all six are legendary. So when I'm done this game and every legendary is available post-game through like wormholes and shit, I'm going to be able to go back and catch the six remaining that I have. No, I pro- actually, I probably won't because one of those six is Mew, and I don't think Mew is available. So if anybody has a, a second Mew that they're willing to trade me, I will literally give you whatever you want for that Mew. Is Mew caught in the wild? No. No, okay. No. It's The only way you can really obtain it is if you go to a GameStop and get one when they're given out. Like, oh, Every now and again, they'll do a special event. Um, but I, that kind of gave me pause, though, because I played the first one. It was only last year, so they're still fresh in my mind. I dropped 80-something hours into it, so I played it plenty. I am, I am not, like, overly excited to jump back into this game now that it's out and people are, are about to be out and people are having full reviews of it. They say that it doesn't tie a lot of loose ends until the second half. They're saying that some character arcs are left wanting. Now, some are done really well, but... Again, we're playing Pokemon here. There's not a freaking, yeah. you know what There's I mean? Not much, you know. There's not much to it, you yeah. know. So, do I really I can kind of see myself going through this playing 20 hours and stopping. I can almost kind of see it. It's a tired formula on 3DS now. I want it on Switch. I'm ready to play it on my big ass TV. I'm ready for full 3D Pokemon. And we're going to get it in the next 2-3 years. I just I'm kind of over the little screen experience right now. I want if I'm going to play Pokemon at 30 years old, it better be on a 55 inch. That's all. I want VR Pokemon. Yeah, well, <laughs> we got we got go for that. Yeah, uh, AR Disney has shut down Marvel Heroes. Uh, it's a free to play MMORPG, just like DC Universe Online. It is no more. Yeah, I mean, I never played it. Yeah, me neither. Rip, <laughs> so. rip Marvel Heroes. Uh, Animal Crossing Pocket Camp review is out, and that is the new uh, Nintendo mobile game. Um, they're like they said they're going to try to do one every two to three times a year just to keep it fresh, a la Mario Run, Fire Emblem. I forget what the Fire Emblem Echoes, maybe? I forget what the mobile edition is. But here we go. Pocket Camp. 
Um, Animal Crossing Pocket Camp delivers on the brief daily getaway I hoped it would, while also making some changes to the uh, franchise's formula. Limitations like an always online connection, which sucks, and frequent loads can make the -the on-the-go experience occasionally frustrating, but I continued to find reward, both literally in-game and metaphorically, in walking towards building uh, building a a better campsite. And... Just making sure my animal friends really, really like me. With the potential to continue introducing new items, seasonal events, and other upgrades, I expect to be taking this vacation for weeks, if not months, to come. Pocket Camp is a true-to-series adaptation of of Animal Crossing and delivers plenty of reasons to keep taking this camping trip. 8.0 out of 10. Do you even play mobile? Not barely. I mean, right now, funny enough, I actually downloaded that new snake game that Facebook's been promoting. I don't even know what you're talking about. It's just a regular snake game where it's snake. You get the point. You get you know the dots or whatever. But there's blocks ahead in front of you, mm. and then each block represents a number. And to get passed through it, you have to eliminate each part of your body to get through it. So let's say you have like twenty dots in your snake. Yeah. And there's a block that says thirteen. You, you can go th- thirteen dots get removed from your snake and gotcha. get seven left. Gotcha. That's actually pretty cool. I like that. Yeah. Um, that reminds me of Odyssey when you have to be a certain number of Goombas standing on each other. I love that. That was my favorite. I love that. Super good. Uh, the Elder Scrolls Skyrim for the 11th time has been re-released, this time on Nintendo <laughs> Switch. It'll be out tomorrow like everything else in the world. Here's the verdict on that. Although it may not be immune to the test of time, Skyrim still holds up as one of the most immersive virtual worlds ever created in a video game. All of its vastness, beauty, character, story, and goofy bugs fit nicely onto the Switch, where it runs at a good steady frame rate and resolution. The addition of motion controls are handy unless you plan on being a melee fighter, and amiibo support is a nice touch, but neither is really a game changer. This is a great way to get your Skyrim fix if you've never played before or have been looking for a reason to jump back in. Skyrim is a great but aging RPG that holds up nicely on the Switch. 8.0 out of 10. Great. 8.0? That's not bad. I mean, it's a 7-year-old game. We know we're getting at this point it's on switch okay now it's finally on switch it's going it's going a vr as well skyrim going on vr i believe tomorrow too for psvr so skyrim's all over the place again skyrim's the number one game in everyone's hearts yeah except for grand theft auto 5 that oh. shit just keeps selling oh god somehow somewhere 80 million copies man super Bomberman r got some free dlc it oh. got a new stage for free it got nine new characters and a grand pre-mode i have the uh all the characters listed right here. Let me pull them up and I'll tell you all, they just all nine colors characters. Now? They are not. They are characters from other Konami games. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. That, that, that's that's interesting. So, Goemon from Mythical Ninja. Dracula from Castlevania. Okay. Princess Tomato. Bubblehead from Silent Hill. Anubis and Jehudi from Zone of the Enders. Raikou from Rumble Roses. Shiori Fujisaki from Togemeki Memorial. And the option weapons from Gradius. So, all these old Konami games. Well, actually, old and new are all together for Super Bomberman are on the Nintendo Switch. So if you're looking for a reason to jump back into that game, you yeah, got one. That was one of the release games, too. Yes, it, it was. It was definitely a launch game. Studio MDHR, responsible for... Oh. Xbox exclusive. Brand new. Uh. Cuphead. Oh, God. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> they say it you will... You put me on the spot there. <laughs> I, I know, I know. says it will... Uh, Quote, guaranteed we'll see Cuphead at some point. Basically hinting at a freaking definite sequel. Like, they're going to make a sequel to yeah. this game. It's selling like hotcakes. I still have to buy it, though. You don't have it? No, I'm wait. I know. Oh, it's so good. I'm waiting uh, on my Steam wallet to go up a little bit. I'm selling some of my Steam items. Oh, you're going to buy it on PC, then? Yeah. Okay. I I love it on Xbox. It's so good. Yeah. It's, it's a downloadable-only game, right? Yes. Yeah, so. I, I would not be surprised if we get a physical later in life. Yeah. 
you know, it would not surprise me. The new Harry Potter AR game, I believe it was called like Wizards yeah. Unite, uh, from Niantic, will not interfere with Pokemon Go. So they're basically saying we're still going to support both at one time, which is cool. They've been talking about that for like the past, like I think what two months after Pokemon Go came out. Yeah. So I mean, that's probably going to, you know, it's going to get all the new people to come in and play it. Servers are going to overload. After a few months, you're going to have the real hardcore players playing it still. That's how I Pokemon Go. Uh, yeah, you're right. And But Harry Potter has had... Well, no, it hasn't. I was going to say it has had a longer-lasting audience, but no, it hasn't. No. It arguably has a bigger audience. I would, I would, I would say that. I don't know. I have no interest. I don't, I don't like Harry Potter. I've only seen the first two films. Yeah. I have no interest in seeing the other six. It didn't make a lot of kids read, so that's a good thing. This is a very good thing. It's <laughs> a very true thing. Uh, GameStop started its Power Pass um, policy, if you will, the other week, and basically sixty bucks gets you unlimited uh, used games for six months, and at the end of the six months, you can then take a game for nothing. It's a pretty cool thing. It's it really, is. really rewarding. Sixty players. bucks a month, though. You said no, sixty bucks for six months. Oh, okay. Yeah, so ten bucks a month, and you get unlimited. You can go in. It's like GameFly. Go in, and any used game they got, you take it and go play it for as long as you want it. Um, unfortunately, GameStop has already paused it. The video game retailer provided a statement: "We have elected to temporarily pause the rollout of the new PowerPass subscription service based on a few program limitations we have identified. We feel as this is the right thing to do for now to ensure we are able to provide our guests an exceptional service." According to Kotaku, two GameStop employees told the outlet that the retailer has informed staff that all signs about PowerPass should be pulled down. Employees speculate the rental service was suspended because the company's outdated computer system is not capable of handling the new software what i'm thinking is that the test stores that did it people took way advantage of it um but that's the point though i mean yeah so to i guess in my opinion you it's a used game so it's not like you're really losing anything yeah sports games kill the used game market because they're just everywhere and there's so many copies of it yeah. whenever i go to an old retro store it's only freaking mad 95 like a million copies um <laughs> <laughs> and who's going to rent those? Nobody. Nobody's going to take these games out. But there are like a ton of used games. Like Halo 5's already used. GTA 5. These games that you maybe not have had a chance to play, you now have an opportunity to dive in. Uncharted, yeah. all the Uncharted games. There are games Bioshock. I, there are games I don't want to buy. Absolutely. But I, I would be like, you know what? Fine. Let me let me try this out. And if I like it, you know, yeah, I'll play it. I'll hold out for a little longer. If not, I'll give it back. Do you think that there is more to just a computer failure as to why this power pass was stopped? I I think there's definitely more than just a computer failure. I know for a fact that their computers are not that outdated. Mm-hmm. Um, you didn't hear that from me. Okay, yeah, we're not on a public podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but I think there's definitely more to it. Mm-hmm. I think it's... It's because it's near near ending quarter four. I think they want to do focus more on their holiday stuff, and then once that's out, I think it's going to come back around quarter one. Mm-hmm. That's 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 just my take on it. Okay, uh, Sam and I we, we did our upcoming games from last episode went way past one week, so we don't have an upcoming game section. If you want to know what's coming out this week. Go listen to last week's episode. You'll get every single game for the next two weeks coming out. Going over to movies, Justice League is out tomorrow. Um, We have the review as well, so we'll read real quick the review of Justice League. And then there's a story about Rotten Tomatoes. So actually, before I read this Justice League review, um, 
the they did not release the rot uh, the Rotten Tomatoes score on purpose because Rotten Tomatoes does a Facebook show. Um, I think it's called See It or Skip It, and they waited until the very end of that show to um, give the score. And you have the the DC fans that are obviously loving it. Sam's I'm sure going to love it. And hey, I'm sure it's an enjoyable film. Um, it looks enjoyable. They unfortunately released the. Uh, the hmm. Rotten Tomatoes score and critics don't seem to agree. It is currently sitting at a 43% Rotten Tomatoes. That's not really an impressive score, as we know. But Batman vs. Superman only got a 27 and Suicide Squad only got a 26. So this is up from that. Yeah. It is, of course, down from the 92% Wonder Woman. Wonder has. Woman, yeah. So it seems to be uh, not falling f- cr- uh, favorably with critics. When I go to movies, I, I don't want to say I hate looking at reviews. I use it as a good tool, but... I like to go on it as an open mind. To yeah. me, if you like the film, you like the film. Yep. You know, you could argue all day on why the film is good, and you could argue all day why the film is bad. But if to you, if it's great, good for you. That film is good to you, but it's not to me. I completely agree. And you know what? Truth be told, uh, who cares? Who cares? <laughs> who, who cares what a critic thinks of it? I completely agree. Um, I know I rib Sam all the time for it, but who who honestly gives a crap? If you like the movie, you like the movie. Um, the Rotten Tomato score will influence some folks, but of there course. are going to be plenty and pl- plenty of people that are going to go see this anyway. For real, I mean, it's just it's an almost an irrelevant story. It's going to make money. To be <laughs> fair, yeah. Um, there it is. Justice League. Warner Bros. and DC Films had two major goals to achieve uh, with Justice League. First. To cleanse the palate of those turned off by BVS. And secondly, to make viewers enjoy these superheroes enough to want to see them in further appearances. Justice League mostly succeeds in these two key objectives despite its sloppy execution. It's messy and flawed, but still offers enough entertainment value, mostly thanks to its likable characters, to make it worthwhile 7.0 out of 10 good. That's not a bad review. That's not. That's a 70. That sounds like a fair review. Yeah. It sounds like the, a fair review. And I'm sure it gets a million downvotes over yeah. on IGN, but whatever. Um, they're projecting it to gross anywhere from like $250 million to like 335 I actually have the figures here. Um, it's now projected for 325 to a $355 million opening. Hmm. Um, that's broken down to 120 domestically and 235 internationally. That puts it ahead of Ragnarok. For the weekend. <laughs> right. But but Ragnarok did have the fourth best opening of 2017. So this, are at least saying, could be a top three movie of the year in terms of gross uh, for its opening weekend, which is good for that film. It needs it. DC needs all yeah. the love it can get from a, from a movie standpoint. Do you think that this movie was dragged, dragged out as long as it could be, and then they rushed it in due to Marvel's success? I don't think Batman... I don't think Ben Affleck wants to be Batman. I think Wonder Woman's your best asset... I don't like Henry Cavill as Superman. I can't stand the Flash. I dig Cyborg a lot. I don't know if this if I I said it before and I'll say it again. If they did this opposite, because I do believe they rushed it in terms of they needed to get a, a team up movie out. But if they did what the Avengers did and gave us a movie for almost every character first and then gave us the team up, I would care more. I don't know enough about Flash. They're doing a Flashpoint film. I don't know enough about Cyborg. We got BVS. We got Man of Steel. We got the Nolan Batmans, but that is not Ben Affleck's Batman. I know. We didn't get enough solo films yet for me to care enough about these characters to be in a team up. and And if it was done reverse and we're in 2025 right now, I'm cool with it. But I just don't see it right now at this point. Um, I won't be seeing it in theaters. I know everybody else will, which is totally cool. I just don't really go to movies anyway. Not I a don't. Big movie guy. I may, just because I have the movie pass. 
Nice. So may use it for that. Yeah. So Ben Ben Affleck, who plays Batman, I mentioned he's like trying to get out of the role. Apparently, he's reportedly looking for a graceful and cool way to exit the Batman role. I don't know how long this guy's going to be freaking Batman. That's the problem. What, what, what's not? What? Why doesn't he want to be Batman? Honestly, that's probably a question for Sam. I, if at all, I don't know. Um, like I've maybe because s- he's been such a dark character in this DC universe, he hasn't been that the lighter. I mean, there hasn't really been a light version of Batman oh, since yeah. like Val Kilmer. But uh, I don't know necessarily why he wants to leave it. I don't know if it's monetary. I don't know if it's contractual. I don't know if he wants more films and they're only giving him a three film arc. I don't know if they're because the Batman has been rewritten 700 times and he doesn't want it to bomb and he doesn't want to be the face behind the mask. I'd probably say that's the most likely reason. He doesn't want to be remembered as George Clooney Batman. With a bat credit card and bat nipples? Yeah. No, I think we're good there. Uh, Gal Gadot, as I found out, it's Gadot, oh, not Gadot. Sorry. Yes, sorry. yes. <laughs> no, she is on the list we have running on the show of people whose face I enjoy. Uh, she is fantastic. She has confirmed that Brett Ratner will not be back for the Wonder Woman sequel. She previously said she will not be a part of the film if he is involved. Um, the film may be moved up to November 2019. However, at least we know he will not be a part of the project, and Gail will be back as Wonder Woman, as we pretty much all expected. Yeah. She plays great Wonder Woman. What did you think of that movie? It was fun. Yeah, it was. It was fun. It was fun. I liked it. Yeah. I uh, finally I fell asleep twice. I finally watched it. <laughs> I finally caught it, so it's good. Uh, I still think it was the best DC film yet. I agree with that. Like I said, it was, it was a fun movie to watch. Yeah. You know what else was fun? What? The Deadpool 2 Bob Ross teaser we that got. That was hysterical. It was so good. That was... That was... <laughs> I, the, I, I can't even... I can't... Uh, a, I can't reproduce those jokes. B, I can't even say them. I don't think they're appropriate for our airwaves. You have to go watch this. It is so funny. So Deadpool is dressed up like Bob Ross, the painter... Uh, and, and the way he talks too and he talks very much like Bob Ross and he he draws like one line and then he cuts the way and then they cut back and it's a finished photo like this beautiful photo of trees and forests but the things he does to his paintbrush and the way he describes the colors uh, is so funny you you have to go see it. it's about a two minute teaser it's well worth it Ryan Reynolds is amazing Deadpool probably my favorite superhero movie of last year yeah um, same I loved it. I absolutely loved it. It changed the game in terms of rated R uh, superhero. superhero films. I mean, like it, it 100% changed the game. I honestly think if all Marvel superhero movies were rated R, it'd be so much better. But obviously, you know, you got to maximize the profits. <laughs> sure. Uh, well, <laughs> Disney, who owns Marvel, uh, their streaming service will reportedly be much cheaper than Netflix and will re- reportedly just increase in price over time as we've seen the Netflix model. But you raised an interesting point earlier, and Sam and I have talked about it on the show, but I've not heard your opinion on it yet. Um, does this does because Marvel stuff will be taken and put it on the Disney uh, streaming app, which means all the content from Star Wars and Marvel um, and Disney will be taken off of Netflix, which just one hundred percent cheapens Netflix. Uh-huh, I agree, but they still have their own series. So what I think it's going to be good. It's going to be more of a competition type deal where. Netflix is finally going to have its own identity. We already know what Disney is going to bring to the table. But now Netflix has to come up with different ideas, such like, you know, obviously with Stranger Things, mm-hmm. uh, Orange is the New Black. You know, um, I'm trying to think of their other originals that were really good. 
House of Cards House before. Cards. Yeah, House All of Cards. Junk. Um, N- uh, Narcos is really Narcos, good. Narcos, yes. Um, you said Orange already. You said Stranger Things. They have a great documentary series, Making a Murderer, They're, was a Netflix exclusive. Like said, on not- top of an, uh, a billion other Netflix documentaries. Um, there's one I'm missing. Glow. Glow. I loved Glow. Glow. Oh, yeah. And yeah, that was the one. The the ladies, Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. No, no, isn't there another one? There's another one. Not Glow, but it's, I think, with like skating or something like that. It's like it was like based on the seventies in a skating rink. I don't. I, I don't forgot. Know. But it's it was a really cool one. But now I guess yeah, it may cheapen it or like. But I think it now sees like all right, Netflix, you don't have this power behind you. Mm-hmm. What do you got? <laughs> like, what can you produce? They it was either, I think it was eight billion. They they're dropping in two thousand eighteen on original content. They want to make eighty movies and twenty seven new anime series. So they're going to invest in original content. Best believe that. So it won't be like. Because Marvel and Disney and Star Wars are probably leaving tail end of 18 to be introduced in the streaming app in 19, uh, they're still going to pack a hard punch in 2018 with original content. So Netflix, while it will be less than it is now, uh, quality-wise, I think the originals, like you said, are still going to make up for that yeah. and more. And hold Netflix it up. Is- Hold it up for a while, it can. I remember the days of Netflix where nothing was on it, and you were just searching and searching and searching, and there was a million things, but nothing you wanted to watch. And now it's, I feel there's so much that you're overwhelmed with all the stuff you want to watch. I mean, I think what what the the best thing they did was put full season TV shows on there. Yeah, for sure. Um, what do you call it? like Breaking Bad? That's how I saw Breaking Bad. Me too. Um, that's how I finished Weeds. Yeah, me. Uh, no, that was. Uh, Nope, nope, yep, yes it was, because I didn't have showtime in college. That's how I finished Weeds. Um, Friends. like Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec. How I Met Your Mother. Exactly. Futurama. They are gone now. Yes, they are. They are gone. Yeah. They are on Hulu. Yeah, pissed. There's a lot of things going over to Hulu. South Park started that. I just want to point that out. The only reason being is because of the networks. Yeah, well, piss piss on the networks. I'm not a part of the networks. Will the real Will Smith (laughs) please stand up? Uh, Will Smith... Promoting his film Bright that is coming to Netflix in December. It looks freaking amazing. Alien cops and stuff. Um, is recruiting anybody named Will Smith to directly message him to be maybe a part of that film. That is freaking cool. That is awesome. I want I want to know why. Legally change your name and you'll find out. <laughs> Simple I could as that. wait. I could wait. I mean, now I have to change all my uh, Twitter handles and everything. Mr. Smith 24, <laughs> ladies no. and gentlemen. According to Variety, Paramount Players, which is a new division of Paramount that focuses on reviving old legacy uh, Viacom properties, is moving forward with a movie revival of Are You Afraid of the Dark oh. with its screenwriter, Gary Doberman, set to write the freaking script. And he meant the movie the Clown It, because I think the way you said it fast, but... Yes, I meant the movie It. it yeah. Oh, God, I, I am ecstatic for that. Trivia. Sure. What country of origin is Are You Afraid of the Dark from? Give me a minute. Hold on. You have exactly one. Did I'm it kidding. begin with an A? No. Damn, okay. It's not America. <laughs> no, no, but does it start with an A? It does not. Then I'm going to say it's in English, England... No, show. Canada. Oh. Canada? It's a Canadian television show. Wow. Are You Afraid of the Darkest Canadian, eh? Yeah. My favorite. What was your favorite episode? The first one uh, with the taxi cab driver with the riddles. Oh. That's my favorite That's one. right. Yeah, I remember the ending of that. Yep. What's weightless can be seen with the naked right. eye, and when you put it in a barrel, it makes it's the barrel lighter. And then like, it took him like 25 minutes to figure out. And they're about to crash into a tree and die, and he says, a hole! Oh, a hole in the barrel. It's a hole! <laughs> Yeah, there it is. My favorite is the pinball one. Mm-mm. He's he's he was stuck in an arcade in a mall, mm. and then I guess he didn't realize how long he was playing. He got sucked into the game. 
Oh, that's where the Polybius thing came from. Holy smokes. There's this uh, old video game myth about a game called Polybius. Where yeah, no, I remember that. And no one's really ever even seen it. The angry video game nerd just did his 150th episode. It was his Halloween special guy. on Polybius. And he gets sucked into the game because he's playing it so long. You have to watch this new episode. It's fantastic. It's kind of creepy. It's a found footage episode. It's really good. That's where he probably got the inspiration. That's really cool. Um, there was also a new trailer that just dropped within the last three hours yeah. for a video game movie. Before you even hit record here. Yeah, right? <laughs> for Rampage. Remember that freaking game? I, I that loved series it. of games? It was a great blockbuster rental. Yeah, I was always <laughs> Lily, I think. I was... Uh, Lizzie, 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 yeah. Lizzie, Lizzie. Because it was, it was Lizzie, Ralph, no. Might have been Ralph. Ralph. Ralph was the wolf, if anything, yeah. right? And then there's George. Yes. George is the gorilla. Gorilla. Or the ape, I don't know. Yeah, whatever we, we, yeah, whatever you want to call them. It's basically a game where you're a giant animal and you climb up buildings and punch the building and you have to collapse the building. That's the general gist. This has The Rock in it. Wait, there was more of it? <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, right. Uh, this is starring The Rock and freaking um, uh, Negan. Negan. Jeffrey Dean Morgan yeah. is in it. He's the villain. Plays a fantastic villain. Um, George is The Rock's friend. And all of a sudden, over the night, he goes from 7 feet to 9 feet, from 500 to 1,000 pounds. And uh, then eventually starts terrorizing Chicago, which is awesome that it's not set in New York. I believe it is Chicago, with the giant 30-foot wolf. Uh, and uh, they go on this terrorism, ter- not terrorism, I shouldn't say that, wrong word. They go on this spree of just Destroying. destruction uh, throughout the city. I'm a- I'm excited for this one. I-, I watched the trailer literally like right as you were pulling up to your uh, to your house. And, you know, not, not I don't want to downplay it, but to me, looking at the trailer, it just reminded me of San Andreas with the Rampage characters. Yep. Just the way it just looks. I mean, the beginning of the of the trailer was cool. Yeah. On um, you know, you see the story and how him and George are really tight. Yeah. And then, as it goes along, you just see buildings collapse and just the rampage characters destroying stuff. My theory is this is the sequel to 2012. This is what sets the events in motion. No, that joke didn't hit. Perfect. Let's move on. <laughs> Fantastic beasts and where to find them. You're gonna also you're gonna have fan theories. Yeah. <laughs> that stupid Harry Potter series movie thing. yeah they're coming out with a sequel it has a title and this is news apparently fantastic beasts the crimes of ginderwald or ginderwald grinderwald i'll say ginderwald grinder grinder Grindelwald. i don't know that's how bad it is because i can't pronounce it because i could care less about fantastic beasts it's that simple but i know there are people out there that care so throwing that in the show for everybody that cares fantastic beasts and the crimes of grinderwald or drinderwald i'm gonna go grinderwald um but here we go the box office from last week. The top ten films in the box office. Number ten, Lucky. Or, I'm sorry, Lady Bird at 1.2 million dollars. Number nine, Happy Death Day 1.3. Number eight, Blade Runner 2049 at 1.4. Number seven, Geostorm at 1.5. Number six, Hanging Strong. Boo to a Medea Halloween at 2.1. <laughs> Number five, Jigsaw 3.4. Number four, A Bad Mom's Christmas at 11.5. Number three, Murder on the Orient Express 28.2. Number two, Daddy's Home. To at 30 and number one Thor Ragnarok still old and strong at 56.6 that, that's I'll expected yeah. it's going to go away this week with Justice oh, yeah. League I mean for sure so there are other things that are coming out this week but I don't know how much you even need to know it's Justice League it's Wonder it's The Star Almost Friends and The Breadwinner that's it see you later Bye-bye. Justice League <laughs> yeah, just it's going to be Justice League it'll top the that's probably going to top the box office for the next two or three weeks, I would say. I think everything's just going to go a notch down and then Justice League on top. That's all it is. 
Just moving on down. Yeah, yeah. Dude, that's cool though. You have Justice League and Thor uh, in the top two spots. That's that's pretty neat to me. Yeah. Another thing that comes out, Alan, this uh, week would be, uh, I'm sorry, tomorrow, the same every day, freaking November 17th. <laughs> <laughs> Craziness. Uh, the Punisher is out on Netflix, a Marvel property, of course. So yeah. we probably won't be on Netflix for a Not while. For next year. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that is out. And I have the first episode, the pilot episode's review. Um, so let's read that real quick. No spoilers. You do not have to fast forward. You don't have to go anywhere. Uh, let me find it real quick. There are so many damn pictures, and people are sending me crazy amounts of text messages. So I apologize in advance. I'm trying to find out where I am at because my battery died. <laughs> I have 13 text messages from one person. I know we want to do a fantasy football trade, but I'm trying to do the show. I shouldn't have texted him back just now. Um, let's see. Where the hell is it? I promise you it's here somewhere. Oh, here it is. <clears throat> For the episode one of The Punisher. Uh, it's called 3AM. Marvel's The Punisher did an excellent job reintroducing us to an iconic character with the help of a brilliant performance from John Bernthal, who was Shane in The Walking Dead. Okay, I was thinking who's that. Uh, while some of the supporting cast members are less memorable, there is still plenty of time for more character development down the road. Frank Castle succeeds at bringing the pain in this brutal premiere episode. 8.4 out of 10, great. I think now that put me over the edge for watching. I mean, I was always going to watch it. But for me in Marvel shows on Netflix, it's a love-hate. Yeah, I'll watch the first three or four episodes and fall off. This one I can see myself going all the way through. I'm yeah. looking for something new to watch too. So, so am I. So like a series wise, I want to get into Deadwood and I want to go back to Boardwalk Empire. Okay, but, but I'm thinking I'm going to start with Punisher tomorrow. I'm about to start looking into Amazon Prime. There's a really good show on Amazon Prime. It's a half hour. It's a comedy. Um, it's just something to sink in a little bit. It's called Red Oaks. Okay, it's about a assistant tennis pro. Who gets a summer job at a New Jersey country club in like Cherry Hill? Okay, and it's just about his adventure over the summer. It's very weird, off color, irreverent. What time fun. setting? It's what do you mean? Uh, Eighty five. Okay, so it's like short shorts and headbands. It's like okay. it's really fun. I like the show a lot. It's got its typical characters: the, the pothead, the hot woman, the the. The love interest, the girlfriend, everything. Um, but a super good show. Really enjoyed it. I'm about halfway through season one. I think there's three seasons. And that's on Amazon so, Prime? Yeah, it's on Amazon Prime. So that's pretty cool. I liked it. Um, I don't watch The Walking Dead anymore. You don't watch The Walking Dead. So no. we'll skip the next story. Sam will give his... There was a pretty crazy thing that happened on this past week's episode. So next week, for the major character death that happened, Sam will will get into that next week. Because um, I'm sure with this week's episode, there will be some fallout of that. Um but just, just if you haven't seen it, um, we are not talking about the Cowboys running back. We'll just put it that way. Hey. <laughs> to update a previous story that we had, Le- uh, Lord of the Rings uh, was going to go to Amazon for a TV series. It has been greenlit, but not only has it been greenlit, it has been greenlit with a multi-season contract for That's Amazon risky. Prime. We're getting a Lord of the Rings TV show. That's I haven't risky. even seen the damn movies. Yeah, no. I know it's it's a whole weekend to watch all the movies. <laughs> we, for me, that's like four months. <laughs> I'm not a three-hour movie kind of guy. No, uh, I, yeah, can't, you, couldn't, I couldn't do it. I could do it if I had my Switch. Well, it depends on the movie, though. Depends on the movie. There's a, I know Revenant. There's, yep. Revenant. I can, do, I can do that. Wolf of Wall Street. Wolf of Wall Street, for sure. Yeah, me too. Uh, any Lord of the Rings. Probably not. Star Wars, if it went like, that long, I could do it. I don't know. Rogue One sucked trash. That was the last... I mean... Yeah. It was it was hot garbage, um, but you I know. know that's like that's the, the taste I have in my mouth right now. So I'm not like overly excited between 
the Han Solo film getting reshoots with Ron Howard, which I like Ron Howard, so that, I'm actually cool with that. With I'm not very hyped over Last Jedi, so like my Star Wars hypometer isn't really breaking. Well, it comes out. What comes out? December. A weeks, yeah, less than. A, I think it's December fifteenth. I think it was a month ago yesterday. I'm not too sure about that. Hitman, the uh, acclaimed video game series, the one with the trashy two movies, Sam Duggan, I think. Uh, it's got a TV series in the works at Hulu, which is pretty cool. Hitman's a cool concept, but I feel like on TV we've seen it before. Who's the guy? Who's the guy playing Hitman? I couldn't tell you. No. Not a lot of not a lot of details, but you know the Hitman games. Yeah, they're in they're a cool. They're in essence puzzle games. If you yeah. really think about it, they're just a puzzle game. You have to figure out the way to assassinate the person as you are a Hitman. We've seen that before. It's going to be yeah. like Dexter. Every episode or every season, there's a person he needs to assassinate, and by the last season, he's going to assassinate him. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't really pique my interest. He's going to assassinate him at the very last second of the very last episode. Oh, Jesus. Like, you think you get him at season six? No. Wait till season eight. <laughs> episode eight. Into the music space for the night. It's not Friday yet, so we don't have all the, the new reviews uh, and, re- and releases, so I have not done any music reviews. There are two music stories this week that I want to get into. The Stone Temple Pilots, number one, are back. Uh, I am not an STP fan. I know there are a ton of people out there that are STP fans. Um, so I will just read this story. Um, it is Stone Temple Pilots time again, says Robert DeLeo. And judging by the band's gig at the Troubadour on Tuesday night, indeed it is. The long-running rock outfit, which includes guitarist and Robert's older brother Dean DeLeo and drummer Eric Kretz, used the small invite-only event at the legendary West Hollywood Club as an opportunity to unveil their new singer, Jeff Gutt, who beat out roughly 15,000 hopefuls during an extended search that began more than a year ago. Gut, a 41-year-old Michigan native who logged time in the early 2000s new metal act Dry Cell, among other bands, most recently was a contestant on the X Factor, which comes to the position, I'm sorry, comes to the position having to fill some fairly large shoes, singing songs first made famous by original Stone Temple Pilots frontman Scott Wheeland and in more recent years by Linkin Park's Chester Bennington. I Okay, Sure. <laughs> STP never struck a chord with me, pardon the pun. Yeah. So, uh, but I appreciate good music and I respect the shit out of good music and legendary. Like those people say, I oh, don't like the Beatles. The Beatles, oh, fuck you. Oh. The Beatles were revolutionary to music, exactly. man. So respect where they came from. You probably wouldn't have the music you listen to today, regardless of genre, if it wasn't for the Beatles. Agreed. Some I My theory on the Beatles is somebody else would have come along and did what the Beatles did, but not the way the Beatles did it. Did. And that is why they revolutionized music. So God damn it. Um, and the final music story and this is a sad one the Vans Warp Tour the annual music festival it's been around since 1995 it's going to be coming to an end next summer next summer 2018 or I believe maybe even 19 uh, will be the last summer according to uh, Kevin Lyman who found it he has a statement that reads today with mixed with many mixed feelings I am here to announce that next year I'm assuming he means 18 uh, will be the next year for will be the final full cross country run of the Vans Warp Tour. I sit here reflecting on the tour's incredible history, what the final run means for our community, and look forward to see and, and look forward to what's to come as we commemorate the tour's historic 25th anniversary in 2019. So I don't know if that's just going to be one show in 2019 or if it's going to be a smaller thing. It's but the Warp Tour was like my freaking childhood. I went in 02, 03, 04, 05, 06, 09, and 2012. 
12 or 13. Never went with my parents. They let me go without them. Because I, I was know, 15, and they know, let me go without I know them. there's a bunch of, always a bunch of parents there, right? I remember the first one I went to was in 2002, and I was 15. I went with uh, my friend Aaron, my friend Ryan, and I don't remember the other person who drove. But we went down, and uh, there was two girls who were probably younger than me, and they... You you know on t-shirts you have that like you can draw on them with like that gel that hardens up. Okay. They wrote uh the starting line on their shirt. So instead of buying a t-shirt that said the starting line on it a band, they yeah. they just wrote the name of the band they wanted to go see on a white t-shirt. Which looking back on it that's freaking genius. Yeah. Cut a few shekels, save some money. That's awesome. Um but the Warp Tour means a ton to me. I've been there so many times, seen so many so many, just countless bands. It's where I crowd surf for the first time. It's where I've sang into Ace's microphone from my own November. It's where, um, it's where I met. It's where I got a song dedicated to me from a band by a band called Hidden in Plain View. As I was talking to them before they went on, they asked me what my favorite song was for them. I said the Chaser when they played the Chaser. I said this one's for Greg in the back. That was really special. Awesome. It's where I met this band, uh, This Day and Age, who I really liked for a long, long time until they faded away. It's where I met Motion City Soundtrack for the first time, the early November for the first time. Um, it's where I've seen Dance Gavin Dance for the first time. Uh, Man Overboard, they're a fantastic band. Met them and saw them for the first time. Um, Red Gold Green, a rap group, saw them for the first time. Eminem, he was there in like 99, I think yeah, it was. Like the special, special, Katy Perry's first tour was the Warp Tour. Special, special things have happened on this Warp Tour. And I think it was a staple at, of my childhood, but every kid Almost should have had a chance to go to one. Every teenager, I believe. I, I never got the opportunity to go, but I know it was like almost every teenager's like, it was like a passing for a lot of teenagers. You <laughs> for know? sure, man. I totally agree. It was it was like that, you know. It was like my trip into adulthood. My parents trusted me me enough to go to Camden, New Jersey, to go see a music festival with people they didn't even know. Was it one day? Yeah, it was a one day okay. festival. Um, tickets were only like thirty bucks. It was cheap. Uh, you know, I'd come home with fifteen shirts and fifteen posters, but you know, whatever. Speaking of tickets, you know, since he announced that, you know, who else is going to love it? Scalpers. Oh, yeah, right? Yeah, scalpers are going to love Last that. ever Warp Tour. Triple the freaking price to get in. The cool thing about Warp Tour is you generally can find tickets because it's a festival, so there's like a ton of people going. So generally they release like a ton of tickets. Because um, it's all be standing room, right? It's all standing room. Yeah, yeah. there are no seats. Um, but just RIP Warp Tour. I'm going to be putting something on our Instagram, at We Podcast, so we know things, commemorating the Warp Tour. Um, and I know Sam and I will talk about it next week, too, because he's gone to me to a bunch of Warp Tours. We've seen the early November in the pouring rain when I had a cast on my foot and just got my tattoo oh. of them. And we waited in line to meet them in the pouring rain. There's a photo of me with them. They all have rain jackets on, and I don't. I'm just wearing a t-shirt and it's just drenched. <laughs> Vinny from the movie life when he did an acoustic solo. Like there are so many special memories we have of the Warp Tour. So I'm sure we'll talk about that a little bit more. But uh, Alan, there is a story about toys. Very rarely do we talk about toys on this show. But Hasbro. We all know Hasbro. Yep. We all know Mattel. Two of the biggest yeah. toy companies in the world. Hasbro has a bid out there to buy Mattel. You know what's funny about that? Mattel actually tried to buy Hasbro a few years back. That's pretty neat. Did not know that. Yeah, that, that's a fun fact. Subscribe, everyone. <laughs> but now it's gone full circle where Hasbro's trying to buy Mattel because what I hear, I think Mattel's gone down in value in the past year. Mm -hmm. So as you know, Mattel owns, I believe, the bigger one is Barbie. Yep. Barbie. Um, Hasbro does G.I. Joe and Nerf. So that's Nerf, like Super Soaker. Yeah. Um, Mattel is Masters of the Universe, Hot Wheels, Barbie. Hot Wheels, yeah. Um, 
So the Wall Street Journal reports that Hasbro recently approached Mattel with a takeover offer, but no figures for a buyout were revealed. Mattel is worth about $5 billion, while Hasbro is around $11 billion. Uh, Mattel has reportedly been struggling with poor sales. The company revealed in October it has suffered a 14% drop in sales quarter over quarter. Honestly, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. Um, but, you know, I haven't been right about a lot of things, so... I am, honestly, I'm a little... my. My voice is a little tired. I'm a little, I'm a little tired of talking right now. I'm gonna hand it over to you because WWE oh, Survivor Series is this Sunday night. We're going through the card. We're doing previews and we're doing predictions. Oh my God! Yes, the WWE. Let's start off actually the hype around Takeover. Guess what? Takeover is an NX, it's an NXT show which is under the umbrella of WWE. It's basically like AAA. But what's going on with NXT is that they're bringing something back. The War Games, baby. So if you don't know what War Games is, it is two rings and a freaking cage around it. (laughs) I mean, if you want to get carny, that's as carny as it gets. And wrestling starts with carny, and they get crazy there. But War Games was originally a WCW thing, yeah. where they were three rings, no cage. But now War Games is bringing it back, just two rings. It's three teams inside of two rings inside of a cage. Super hyped. Takeover usually has it's the it's the NXT show the Saturday night before the Sunday pay per view. It's usually always better, and it's usually better than the main <laughs> show. They only do four or five takeovers a year. Um, they do them before the Rumble, before SummerSlam, before the uh, WrestleMania, before Survivor Series, and they may throw another fifth one in there sometime throughout the year. But it's usually just one a quarter. Uh, I am unbelievably hyped because my favorite thing going in NXT right now is the Undisputed Era. As dumb as their name is, I'm a huge Adam Cole Bye-bye. baby fan <laughs> and a huge Kyle O'Reilly fan. Bobby Fish is awesome as well. I'm a big fan of the Undisputed Era. I really hope they can. They won't, but I really hope they can take the tag titles from Sanity. Um, I believe AOP is the third team in that. Yeah, Authors AOP of Pain. Is, yep. um, that's going to be a great match. We now have... Well, no, that's on next week's show is Gargano versus Pete Dunne for the UK yep. title. That's going to be fun to watch. It's going to be fun to watch. Um... But we have, is it Cien Almas versus McIntyre for the NXT yeah, I think title? So, yeah. That's kind of a weak main event. Uh, I wouldn't say weak. It's just, I think it's not people heard so much about Cien Almas. He is actually a pretty big name. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and, and now but, he's a heel, which is weird. Which I'm excited to see. Because no, because Cien Almas, when you first met him, he's like, you know, he has the spenders, the top hat, the, yeah. the dancing like the No Way Jose type yeah. stuff. But now that he's this badass that, you know, takes nothing from no one, even though it's supposed to be Drew McIntyre coming back as the badass, I think it's going to be a fun thing to watch between uh, Cian Almas and Drew McIntyre. I could, I mean, sure. You know, I don't know. Actually, it's Aleister Black and Velveteen Dream as well. Yes. That's probably my match of the night. That's probably, I would say that would be the match of the night. Okay, let's take out the War Games part of it because that's obviously the gimmick. Um, But Velveteen Dream and Aleister Black. Yeah. And you know who Velveteen Dream is, right? Yes. Patrick Clark. Yes. The only, I think he's one of the main survivors from that awful, awful Tough Enough show that they did, what, three years ago? Just terrible. Tough Enough uh, Tough Enough was still around up until even a couple years ago. But they have AOP versus Undisputed Era versus Sanity in the War Games. They have McIntyre versus Almas. Um, NXT Women's Championship. The trip, uh, the um, oh. Fatal 4-Way. Kyrie Sane, Peyton Royce, Ember Moon, and Nikki Cross for the vacant Women's Championship. 
that Oscar left behind. My money's on Peyton Royce just because I'm in love with the iconic duo. <laughs> you like Billy Kay? Oh, I love them both. <laughs> nah, I got Ember Moon all day long. Ember Moon just beat. That's the most logical um, thing. To she pick. just beat. I can't remember who on NXT this past week. One of the uh, UFC or uh, MMA uh, girls. I think Marissa, Melissa Menendez or something. Is she part of that? Uh, the other, Not the Four Horsemen, uh, okay. no. Alistair Black, Velveteen Dream, and then Casha Sono versus Lars Sullivan. That's going to be awesome. That should be fun to watch. Oh, okay. Pete Dunne versus Gargano is going to take place at War Games, but it's not going to be on the broadcast. It'll so be, gonna be a, it's going to be part of the live show, not a part of the yeah. broadcast, which is really weird. I'm not going to lie. Um, Ruby Riot versus Sonya Deville, same thing. That's very weird. Ruby Riot, no, Sonya Deville. Wait, which one's the one with the very long hair? That's Bianca Belair. Yeah, yeah. Remember? Think, that's the. Uh, she reminds me of uh, Sindel from Sindel, yeah. Mortal Kombat, whipping her hair around. But that is Takeover. Uh, that's going to be my pick of the week. I'm excited as hell for Takeover. Getting into the actual Survivor Series which card. I, I honestly think this time, I think Survivor Series will probably be better than. I, I agree. The card is a little weak for, for uh, War Games. Um, overall, I mean, it's going to be a fantastic night, but, uh, Survivor Series, if you don't know what Survivor Series is all about, the main gimmick is five on five elimination style tag team matches where it's dream teams that you never thought would be a reality going against another dream team you never thought possible. So we're going to go over, there's a ton of matches. It's the only time of the year where Raw versus SmackDown is a reality. And honestly, I liked how they did it. Champion versus champion for the most part is how it's going to be. versus champions. This is correct. Um, and except for one, so we'll start with the pre-show. This is not a champion versus champion. It's for the cruiserweight title in the kickoff show will be Enzo Amore versus Kalisto for like the 11th time. I think Enzo wins it with Gulak turning on Enzo. What? (laughs) I like to think outside the box. Sure. I should be creative because I think that would be something because what other reason would you have Gulak following someone like Enzo? Because he's hilarious. I love it, dude. Zoe goes, how you doing? He goes, I'm, I'm great. <laughs> it's so good. And he spelled soft correctly. Yes, dude. Gulak is one of the most talented, underrated performers in 205 Live. I've seen him uh, in the independent scene before. Yeah. He's um, from Philly. Yeah, uh, when he was in CZW. Our, oh, CZW, okay. Yeah. CZW stands for Combat Zone Wrestling, which is fantastic, where uh, a lot of the wrestlers now you see there is Leo Rush. Who's Leo Rush is the next day. Uh, Dean Ambrose, aka John Moxley. Yeah, that was that was a weird transformation. Yeah, from him to Dean Ambrose. Kevin Owens slash Steen. Ke- Kevin Steen. Yep. Um, he was at a wedding in Vegas, and my buddy met him. Oh, nice. And it was really cool. Was it- the women's Survivor Series elimination match: Team Raw, Alicia Fox, Alicia Fox as the captain. Good for her, though. Yeah, right. Good for her. She's a psycho. Nia Jax, Asuka, Sasha Banks, and Bailey versus Team SmackDown. Becky Lynch as captain. It's not Charlotte anymore. She won the uh, Women's Championship this yeah, past week on SmackDown. They that. have not announced the fifth member yet. Naomi, Carmella, and Tamina. I'm guessing the fifth member is going to be Paige. I would say it's Paige, too. She would, they, they did need, not say it was Natalia. They, so. need, they need to buff up that uh, SmackDown women's division. And they released freaking James Ellsworth. They re- released James Ellsworth, and Emma's gone. Emma's gone. She was on Raw. She, she was on Raw. Was Summer Rae, too, is gone. As well. yeah, I mean, Summer Rae. Fair enough, you know. Yeah, fair I'm, enough. They have they have career. Well, Summer Rae at least has a career afterwards. Yeah. Honestly, though, it's it, that that screams Team Raw. It that screams Team Raw. I think Oscar makes it scream Team Raw with Charlotte leaving and Oscar in. Oscar's unbeatable. She's going to go undefeated for a long time. She's going to beat Bliss for the title one day. Oh, I know. I think she will. But <laughs> here's my dark horse prediction. 
Asuka gets pinned. Oh, God. I'm because out. she's technically, she hasn't lost a singles title. No. They could say she's the longest reigning singles winning person ever. She could just keep her undefeated streak alive totally, though. That'd be sick. Yeah. Tag Team Champions, The Bar for Raw versus Tag Team Champions, The Usos for SmackDown. I like The Usos. It's a good match. I want The Usos, too. I think I like, The Usos go over here. I like The Usos. I like where they've become. It's, it's funny, because just a year ago, maybe, a year or two ago, they're like, ugh, The Usos again? Mm-hmm. And then when they had this chance, when, when they when they turned heel against Chad Gable and uh, Jason Jordan, mm-hmm. that whole jumping and killing their you know their shins or whatever whatever they have their hamstrings, and then their their promos talking like it's a rap battle and stuff like it's just amazing what they, what they've become. They are Rikishi's kids, yeah, and The Rock's cousins. They have marketed themselves very well. They've gotten themselves over, and they're heels that get cheered. And they—that's because the program they had with the New Day was outstanding. Oh God, yeah, I, I could see that. I would want them to fight all. Th- I think if that I, was still going, I'd be cool with it. Yeah, if their Hell in a Cell match, mm-hmm. I actually felt bad for when the Usos got locked up. When oh, when Florida. Xavier Woods got yeah, that was oh, messed I felt, up. Like I, I like I was like oh God, I like I was actually fearing for his for his safety for that. Who is one. the next tag team that goes after the Usos titles? It's not gonna. It's Gable and ben- Benjamin right now. It's Gable, it's but they're not gonna win. The Usos are going to win, prevail from that feud. Who's next? What other freaking tag team? Unless I think, I Sanity think comes up or a- AOP. If AOP comes up, it's AOP. I kind of think that the revival would, should go to SmackDown. I would love the revival. Haven't gotten their chance to shine yet. There's been too many injuries. They both have been injured for That's, X amount of time. They've had like a month total on the main roster. They're like the Jordan Hex and Sean Lee of the WWE. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, I, I'm a huge revival fan. No, they, I saw my. They have uh, anyway. So we both have the Usos going over here. FTR, yeah. I'm sorry, Usos. FTR, FTR, yeah. Usos Free the revival. <laughs> um, the mid card is going to be the Intercontinental Champion, the Miz for Raw versus Baron Corbin, the United States Champion. Uh, for SmackDown, The Miz has eaten so many losses. Yeah. The Miz has to go over. I, I like it because you have the the chicken, chicken shit heel. <laughs> yeah. Versus the badass, the badass powerhouse heel. Like who's going to prevail? <laughs> like it's got to me. It's The Miz. He's eaten so many losses lately. His whole feud right now with the Shield and Kurt Angle and all that. It's just he's he's got to get a win. Uh, Keep yeah. it relevant. He I, has to. I honestly can't wait. He's going to get a world title run soon. Not not like he in is. The near dude, he is like he's thirty four. He's ready to. He's gonna. He's gonna get he's one in before the he retires. His career. I don't know. He's the perfect mid card guy, though. He's the guy who keeps the mid card relevant to me. Yeah, I mean, he elevated that intercontinental title he, seven and he times. Can talk his ass off. If, That's right. If I had to have a promo battle with somebody, it'd be between two people. I would love to see John Cena and Miz again. That was a fantastic feud when exactly. Miz dressed up. When Miz and Maurice dressed up like John Cena and Nikki mm-hmm. Bella. Oh, that, that was, was so funny. Uh, the women's champions, Alexa Bliss versus Charlotte Flair. It was Alexa Bliss versus Natalia, and I was eh. Now I'm over the moon hype for this match. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be great. Um, I think it's the best women's wrestler in Charlotte versus my personal uh, favorite women's wrestler in Alexa Bliss. That to me is a perfect match. The, again, another chicken shit heel. <laughs> Alexa Bliss is a great heel, man. She's yeah, a great right. heel. She's a great talker. Yep. She, she could brush up a little bit, but I think Charlotte's gonna make her look. A thousand bucks, a million bucks. Again, yeah. yeah, I think Alexa Bliss goes over. She does go over, but not with Charlotte making her look amazing. Yeah, we got match. moonsaults in there, which I think maybe Alexa's going to hit a DDT. Charlotte kicks out. Alexa throws a tantrum yeah. and somehow wins with some heel tactics somehow. 
But I think Alexa goes over here big time. That's going to be awesome, man. I'm really excited for that one. The Shield, which is Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, and Dean Ambrose versus The New Day, Big E, Kofi, and Xavier Woods in a non-title champion versus champion match. Just a good stable versus stable. Think DX versus NWO, man. Like that was That's what I equate this to. It's two biggest factions, arguably, on each brand yeah. going against each other. That's such a coin flip for me, to be honest with you. It's The Shield. It's, uh, They're not going to put Roman Reigns in a losing situation. The New Day can eat that loss. That. The New Day can eat that loss. New Day can't eat that loss, but it's to me, I want The New Day to win. Same, but I just I want think The Shield will, it's, unfortunately. Yeah, but then like you know, you have Roman that like they want him to go over so bad, and that's why I primarily think that's the reason why the Shield got back together, mm-hmm. just so Roman can get cheered. I think the Shield win because I think Team SmackDown wins, which takes us to our men's uh, Survivor Series elimination match: Team Raw, Kurt Angle, the captain, Braun Strowman, the best ever, Finn Balor, love him, Samoa Joe, and freaking Triple H. So you have powerhouses. Powerhouses versus Team SmackDown, Shane McMahon, John Cena, Randy Orton, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Bobby Roode. So powerhouses versus style and finesse. Raw has the talent. Raw has the star power. Raw has the better overall roster. SmackDown's going to win. Unless, unless they've been setting us up for a swerve with Daniel Bryan teams up with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn to screw SmackDown. I... Think, I don't think that's going to happen. It might, dude. Daniel Bryan was nowhere to be found when they when Raw sieged on SmackDown. Yeah, but then again, he's retired, kayfabe hurt. Yeah, but that doesn't mean he can. Re- he doesn't mean he has to wrestle. That's true. But as long as he comes back and can orchestrate it, How he's f- been working with them the yeah. whole time. How funny was that when Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn just, just backed out? They're like, yep, yeah, no, not dealing with this. <laughs> it was so good. that If you haven't seen this past go-home show for Survivor Series on SmackDown, you owe it to yourself. It's two hours. Go check it out. The main event in the final match of the night, Brock Lesnar, the Universal Champion, versus the new WWE Champion, AJ Styles. Phenomenal one. I honestly, at first, you're going to be mad at me for saying this. At first, I was a little upset that he won, even though I loved him winning it. Because I actually wanted to see Jinder versus Brock. Oh my god. I you wanted, still will. Jinder's going to get involved in this match. I wanted to see Brock destroy Jinder Mahal. Sure. But I don't know. Like, I, uh, as you know, one of our co-workers hates them. I just I just love it when people like that come out of nowhere and get it. Yep. That's why I loved it when Jinder won. And I kept telling him, don't hinder the Jinder. <laughs> yeah, don't hinder the Jinder. Don't hinder the Jinder. But I think the main reason why is because WWE knows what's happening with their viewership. Um, they're losing people every day, just like the booking. So they're giving us AJ versus Brock. Right. And I guarantee in return, we're going to have something along the lines of Roman Reigns versus Brock, part 10. We are... So here's the deal. I don't think AJ is going to... I think they're going to want AJ to look strong. I think they're going to want Brock not to lose. So they're going to have Brock go over, but Jinder's going to interfere. And AJ will lose to Jinder's interference. I would hate that to be honest. It's good. I, that's, but I think it's going to be the second to last match. I think the five on five men's match takes Has the be, yeah. takes the final match of the night. I, and I truly believe that because if AJ, if Jinder interferes, then AJ doesn't lose, doesn't have that loss on his record. He didn't lose clean. Yeah. And Brock still gets a W. You satisfy both. AJ can go back on his run. I think he probably loses to Jinder in the rematch, and Jinder gets it back in time for them to go to yeah. uh, India in December. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't think AJ, they wanted AJ to be the champ here. So they get some star power around this match, which, which is understandable. And it'll be a good match. AJ says he's going to win with speed and endurance and he's going to tire Brock out, but Brock can end them with one F five. And I don't know if I can see AJ eating an F five. 
I think AJ would find a way to get a calf crusher into the from the F5, and he would probably pick him up with his freaking pinkies. It's just like there's no way you can uh, Styles clash Brock number one, and there's no way in That'd hell be so cool to see that would be. But there's no way in hell Brock goes down to a freaking phenomenal four arm or a four fifty. So I just don't see a way AJ wins. It's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough unless you're right on interference. You have all these matches: the Shield and Alexa Bliss, and and it's and, a stacked card. And well, I mean, on Raw's side, the Shield, Alexa Bliss, and Brock Lesnar. That's why I don't think SmackDown can lose Team SmackDown. I just I don't. They have me legitimately confused as I'm trying to poke holes in this and trying to guess what will happen. I legitimately can't, which is why I think. It's going to be a good paper. Well, that yeah, that's good. If they keep you guessing, yep. wondering what's going on, it's going to be fantastic. That's when wrestling's at its best. You know what else was fantastic? What? This episode, Alan. It was great. Thank you so much for coming on this episode. Episode 65 of We Podcast and We Know Things. Again, Mr. Santos 24 on... Just Google Mr. Santos 24. I'm sure the <laughs> Twitch, the YouTube, the Twitter, the Instagram will all pop up. Go check out Alan's content, whether he's speedrunning, playing PUBG, doing unboxings, doing challenges, uh, making funny jokes on Twitter, cool pictures on Instagram. Check it all out, and obviously make sure to subscribe to our show to help keep the lights on. But this was episode 65. Alan, any final words that you would like to say? Um, it's been great. Thank you for having me. Much appreciated. Like what like we said, just follow all social media under Mr. Santos 24 and enjoy um, Survivor Series. I think that it's going to be something great to watch, and I think history is going to be made on Sunday. And Eagles, Cowboys, the same time. Go Eagles. God damn it. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for watching episode 65. Sam and I will be back next Saturday for episode 66. Gobble freaking gobble.